0: Come and meet me at my front door Tonight, tonight Let me take you on a love tour Tonight, tonight Let us tear up the stand floor Tonight, tonight I want to give it to you, I car Tonight, tonight Let me love you with my heels on, yeah Introduce me to your ding dong for you so long Take me to the swing song Make love to a slow song I got a lot of things to show you Yeah, I'm gonna love you like I owe you Let me put this body on you can't control you Make lots of me know you I got my arms open so wide I wanna wrap you deep inside Boy, you know I got that pride But let me tell you this, me, I'm so boom, right? Can see you need action Wait a minute Let me turn up my Trace song You know you got a wild one on everybody with me I'll be full of emotion. So let me love you With my heels on, yeah Introduce me to your ding dong Come and meet me at my front door Tonight, tonight Let me take you on a love tour Tonight, tonight let us tear up the stand floor Tonight, tonight I want to give it to you, I Tonight, tonight Let me love you with my heels on, yeah Introduce me to your ding-dong I've been waiting for you so long Take me to the swing song Make love to a slow song I got a lot of things to show you, yeah I'm gonna love you like I let me put this money on your music The
1: one and only Lady Saw. I know, I know, she's I now Sister Marion, but in my mind, she will forever say. remain Lady Saw. You
0: know i got pride, but let me tell you this, me I'm so cool, right I can see you need action. Wait a minute. Let me turn up my Trace song. You know you got a wild one, on the body with me, I'll be full of time. So let me love you with my heels on, yeah. Introduce me to your ding dong. I've been waiting for you so long. Take me to the swing song. Make love to a song song. I got a lot of things to show, you. Yeah.
1: Off to a late start this morning. Thank you. Thanks. Big thanks to AT&T. Internet connection was down for a little bit.
0: That
1: set me back. I was doing real good this week, starting on time that's technology the show does go on
0: I need
1: to try and invent my own internet <laughs> my own internet connection
0: Let me love you with my heels on, yeah introduce me to your ding dong. I've been waiting for you so long take me to the swing Happy Thursday
1: we're almost there, folks. Almost to Friday. Almost to the weekend. There's the voice of Toya, no matter what.
0: Give me my grace, go hit a party, out. so we fit tight. And there's just enough money for the night out. So now it's time that we go hop up in my six foot, drop down, for the disco, down.
1: Got a lot of stores coming up for you today.
0: Cold, care, a it's Friday. Got
1: a lot going on in the Caribbean Just corner. Friday. Well, not too much in the Caribbean corner because I've been set back this morning. But we have some stores out of the Caribbean corner. Play. From the international scene. Play. Of course, stores out of North America. Party. Business and tech. Health and science. Believe it or not, and the brew entertainment news. Hope your day's off to a good start depending on where you are in the world let me go ahead and say good morning good afternoon good evening or good night
2: it's, friday night, got visions in
0: my head.
1: it's not friday yet it's almost friday but we can still have those visions we can go ahead and pre-plan nothing wrong with that I'm so happy to have my co-ma, Javette, back. Hey,
0: that's all we think about. Oh, no
1: One thing I'm going to ask Javette to stop doing is lying. Lying to me, lying to us about her age. I really need her to stop. What
0: oh, no, no, no.
1: Whatever she's eating and drinking, she needs to um, package it and sell it. Because I'll be damned. Atomic Kitten. If you come to me after this one, we're gonna, gonna go ahead and let you know what's coming up for today. But now Just hating on you a little bit with love, Javette. <laughs> Just a little bit. Sorry to the rest of the world. I understand why y'all hate on us. Why y'all hate on us, black Maybe folks.
0: I get it. <laughs>
1: I love this one so you know whenever I say I love something you know what that means of course right so long I don't know what God did when he was creating us but he did something he put something extra in our sauce
0: we don't age not at all you Good
1: Morning, Virginia.
0: Maybe if you turn around and prove to me it's real, maybe we can work it out. Cause this is how I feel. Do you know, when you go and you give it all away, I'll be there for you, care for you love you every day, oh baby. And do you feel safe for me? Any day
1: you're away, and I'll feel a little low, I will cry. Morning, Sid. After the top of the hour, it's time for us to go ahead and let you know what we're going to be talking about today on Coffee in Toe. Day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning to all of our listeners around the world logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and JonnoRadio.com. Of course, i got to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Thursday, March 30, 2023, hashtag TBT, Throwback Thursday. Thank you so much for joining me and tuning into Coffee in Toe. World News On The Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. The beauty about it is that you don't have to stop you can listen while on the go coffee and tell remember to follow me on tiktok moments with me media on instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on twitter me media moments and the mean everything is mi and here's we have here's what we have i'm already in weekend mode here is what we have coming up for you today out of the Caribbean corner Uh, U.S. increases visa processing fees. Professor Shepard says UK newspaper apology for slavery significant. Out of Jamaica Integrity Commission, both wholeness reports were submitted simultaneously. The Supreme Court, Court, okay, that's it. I need me, uh, you know what, you know what's missing? For my, for my regulars, y'all know that I put, rum in my coffee i did not do so this morning so i am i need to start my day all over Okay, Supreme Court out of Jamaica. Removal of Dean Roy Bernard as permanent secretary was unconstitutional. NWC takes delivery of $1.3 billion worth of pipes and tourism ministry cites visitors' surge for delays at Sangsta International Airport. Out of Latin America, Mexico to issue arrest warrants over deadly fire at the migrant detention center. On the international scene, Taiwan's president arrives in the U.S. amid warnings from China China and Russia detains a Wall Street Journal reporter accuses him of espionage. Zimbabweans outraged by Al Jazeera's expose on gold smuggling elite and U.S. says Credit Suisse violated deal on rich clients tax evasion. In stores out of North America, seven officers and nurse charged with involuntary manslaughter in the 2020 killing of a man in police custody in los angeles county another train derailment Huh. homes have been evacuated after train carrying ethanol derails and catches fire in minnesota and we're gonna have to rely on the news from tiktok you know folks on the ground for that Arizona governor's aide resigns after controversial tweet. Sacramento will rename a skate park after its former resident, Tyree Nichols. And the Biden administration sells oil and gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico. In business and tech news, the Republican Senator Rand Paul blocks bid to ban TikTok in the United States. Ooh, I'm loving the news. We're going to talk about the states with the highest and lowest tax burdens. We're going to break that down for you. And tech leaders are urging a pause in the out of control artificial intelligence race. We have some health and science news. Um, the FDA approves the first over-the-counter version of opioid overdose antidote, Narcan. And believe it or not, news a sp- <laughs> I'm sorry you know i need to get control of myself i really need to get control of myself but in believe it or not news serial sperm donor sued for increasing incest risk after fathering 550 children Lord help me! Ah, uh, in the brew. Entertainment news: Manhattan grand jury is investigating Donald Trump in Stormy Daniels' hush money probe. Sent two month long break. So I really, I want to touch on something real quick. Um, yesterday I was in a space on Clubhouse in the evening. I was busy in the kitchen. I, I wanted to jump upon the stage, but. You know, for some reason, I don't know what it is about my kitchen that the connection, the reception is really bad. So, and plus, I was making a lot of noise with pots and pans and blenders and all of that. But I was in a room that is hosted by um, one of my very, um, what should I say, committed supporters, Fabian Lyon. He has a space on Clubhouse um, called Game Changers with Fabian Lyon. And they were talking about the effects of um, social media when it comes to our mental health. And there was one young lady who made a very valid point. We are very focused on the effects of social media um, when it comes to young people. But are we thinking about older folks, middle-agers like myself? Those of us who are transitioning, meaning getting out of our youthful years, going into menopause and getting older and the pressures of how we're supposed to look, you know, and the things, the, the, the burdens we place upon ourselves when we see these images that are projected on social media, on television, in magazines, everywhere. And then you, you see yourself starting to age and you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And there is a burden that's placed upon us as well. So it's not just the young people who are being affected by social media. But my takeaway from the entire conversation is at the end of the day, we have to put structure in our lives we have to regain control we have to hold ourselves accountable for what we allow in right yeah so going to talk about that a little more later on but in the meantime let's go ahead and get back to a little more music before we get into the details and as always great conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee and Toe World News on the go. Here's a little bit from Marcia Griffiths featuring Baris (laughs) (laughs) Hammond.
0: Oh, if you should hear me calling, would you stop what you were doing? Carry over and see what's good. Going-
1: Thank you to everyone logged on and listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Keep it logged on to QMZRadio.com, www.QMZRadio.com, for that good music to get you through your day. Here's Whitney Houston, My Love Is Your Love.
0: And the Lord asked me what I did with my life it is
1: hashtag tvt throwback thursday taking you back to the 80s 90s and early 2000s we continue to honor women we're still in march folks one more day to go it is still women's history month and we're doing so honoring them through music
0: and I feel like
1: I wanna go home. don't think though that you'd switch it off at the end of march it goes on okay always honor the women in your life 25 after the top of the hour Gotta stop for a minute and just be grateful, express my gratitude to my clubhouse family. They always show up and rock out for the four hours. Appreciate you all.
0: If I lose my fame and fortune, really don't I know. And I'm homeless on the street, on the street of and I'm sleeping in Grand Central Station. Okay. It's okay if you're sleeping with me As the years they pass us by We stay young through each other's eyes And no matter how we get on It's okay as long as I got, you, baby.
1: got one more track before we get into business. Thank you to everyone logged on to JohnnoRadio.com. That non-stop party vibe internet station jAHkNO download the app it is available in your Apple and Google Play stores John o radio take us on the go Here's a little Tanya Stevens for you can you handle the ride
3: Hold on your head from me, you won't hide Hit the curb and all a slip and a slide I'ma say, tell your friend that you're wicked and brutal But now you end up in a hospital Talk about too much girl you kill You never stop till you write you want a wheel Now you are gonna doctor for a pill You should die with me till you fish and you couldn't angle the ride they know you gone the broad side. Hold on the broadside Pull down your head from me, you won't hide Hit the curb and all a slip and a slide I'm a Me tell you say so you should not mess with this filly Cause anything cross me board or me killy But you never want to listen to me warning You could not see from budging the morning Upon the street, my boy saw him dread Upon the works and dropped them, then him gonna handle the ride See, they know you gone from the broadside Hold on your head from me, you oh, won't hide Hit the curb and all a slip on a slide I wanna send you go to angle ride See, they know you gonna from the broadside Hold on your head from me, you oh, won't hide Hit the curb and all a slip on a slide I wanna say oh, Big up all topless and godless crow Cause they young them they'll stop cry for you All roses and no fish, man I come down with your thing in your hand Man from Portmore and man from Spain You never tear you your girl from clean So you am know gonna ride See it then them gone find the roadside Hold on your head from me I wide Hit the curb and all a slip on a slide I'm a say Tell your friend them you are wicked and brutal But now you end up in a hospital Talk about too much girl you kill
1: Thank you for this one. Thank you so much, Tanya Stevens. It's time for us to go ahead and kick it off. And we are starting off in the Caribbean Corner. Thank you once again to everyone. Listening on QMZRadio.com, janoritter.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. For our first story, U.S. increases visa processing fees. Story courtesy of Caribbean.LoopNews.com. Why does this feel as though they just had an increase the other day? But, okay. The United States Department of State on Tuesday published a final rule regarding increases to certain non-immigrant visa application niv processing fees for caribbean and other visitors the increase is published tuesday in the u.s federal register will become effective on may 30 2023 the state department said the fee for visitor visas for business or tourism b1 b2s and bccs and other non-petition based nivs such as student and exchange visitor visas Will increase from one hundred and sixty US dollars to one hundred and eighty five US dollars. The fee for certain petition based non-immigrant visas for temporary workers H L O P Q and R no we're not saying the alphabet folks, but that's the classifications. H L O P Q and R. Our categories will increase from 190 US dollars to 205 US dollars. That's according to the State Department. They also added that the fee for a treaty trader, treaty investor, and treaty applicants in a special occupation, the E category, will increase from US $205 to 315 us dollars niv fees are set based on the actual cost of providing niv services and are determined after conducting a study of the cost of these services well that's what they're saying noting that it uses an activity-based costing abc they like the letters don't they abc methodology to calculate annually the cost of providing consular services including visa services all right, so that's where we are this oh, I should make mention the state Department also said that the increased fees affect the border crossing card the b c c for Mexican citizens over um age fifteen and over rather all right, so Um, Visas for work and tourism are essential to President Biden's foreign policy. And the State Department says they recognize the critical role international travel plays in the U.S. economy. Um, They also said that the State, the Department of State, is committed to facilitating legitimate travel to the United States for both immigrant and non-immigrant travelers. So there you have it, folks. Fees have gone up. LMNOPQRSTUV. Yeah the categories. Um, So remember, for petition-based non-immigrant visas for temporary workers, temporary workers, uh, non-immigrant, HLOPQ&R, there is an increase from 190 to 205. If you are in an E category, meaning you are applying for a visa for treaty trader treaty investor treaty applicants that went up to 315 from 205 and if you're looking for a simple non-petition based um visa for business or tourism uh, student and exchange visitor visas, those will increase from 160 to 185. Please pass on the information to anyone uh, who may be in need of this. All right, so there we go. Thank you so much, Caribbean Loop News, for keeping us up to date. Next up, Professor Shepard says UK newspaper apology for slavery is significant. Story courtesy of Nationwide NationwideRadioJM.com. The director uh, of the Centre for Reparation Research, Professor Vereen Shepherd, is calling on non-state actors whose founders played a role in and benefited from the transatlantic slave trade to commit to a participatory approach to reparatory justice. Her comment follows an apology by the UK Guardian for the role the newspaper's founders played in the transatlantic slavery. An independent academic research commission in 2020 showed that one of the rich planters who who funded the Guardian in its fledgling years owned at least 100 slaves on a sugar plantation in Jamaica. £10 million sterling has been committed for a program of reparatory justice. Several million pounds of that sum will be dedicated to descendant communities linked to the Guardian's. 19th century founders professor shepherd says the move is significant she says as part of the compensation 200,000 pounds must go directly to the descendants of those who were enslaved at the success sugar plantation in hanover jamaica so um 200,000 and then what happens to the rest but uh let's hear a little more from her
4: We are demanding back the 200,000 pounds in today's money that was paid in compensation on Success Plantation. When that was paid, it was 1,904. Today's money, 200,000. We want that back.
1: One of the Guardian's early financiers, the West India merchant Sir George Phillips, co owned the Success Sugar Plantation. He unsuccessfully attempted to claim compensation from the British government in 1835 for what he regarded as the loss of his human property, which was 108 people. His partner successfully claimed the equivalent of £200,000 sterling in compensation. Professor Shepard says the latest calculation for what the British state owes Jamaica for slavery now stands at. Ready for this figure? 7.5 trillion US dollars. The figure for the Caribbean stands at 17 trillion US dollars. She says that with the costing for slavery properly established, those committing to reparatory justice should not be allowed to dictate the amounts they will pay.
4: What we must do, though, is not allow these non-state actors or even the state to dictate what they will pay. Mm-hmm. So it should we be participatory. We must decide, exactly. And this is what I notice happening. You know, the Trevelyans and the Church of England and, every, and all of them are coming forward, which is great. But they are the ones deciding. But we have a bill. We have a calculation about what they owe.
1: She's calling on non-state actors who have signaled atonement to join the global lobby for reparations from the UK government and other state powers.
4: So we also say to the Guardian and, and the universities that Cambridge and others were saying, you know, we also are responsible. Help us to lobby the state. They live in the country, in, in the UK. Help us to lobby the states. Professor Beckles talks about research and run, which is what universities are doing. So they come forward, they publish a report, and what happens after that? We need a joint approach, a global approach. All right.
1: So the entire Caribbean, based on calculations, in today's money is owed $17 trillion US in reparations. Jamaica is owed... 7.5 trillion US dollars all right well here's here are some recommendations because I know what's gonna happen. they're not gonna shell out the money all right they're not gonna shell it out so here's what I can recommend free education university education for folks to go to university in England if you're out of the Caribbean free foc free of cost free housing foot their bill, make sure they have a stipend each month so that they're able to um, take care of themselves, all right? Uh, let us see to it that education is free for everyone in Jamaica. Yeah, right? We talk about the importance of education. Let us pump some money there. Pump it into education. Free. Uniform. Books. Everything. Everybody gets The technology that is required, that is needed to help them advance. Modernize all schools. Bring them up to developed countries' standards. Let us pump that money into healthcare, the infrastructure. A complete overhaul of the entire healthcare facilities throughout the island. Make healthcare free for everybody let us have a real pension fund for our pensioners where they're able to live comfortably we're not asking for riches comfortably right just a few recommendations just a few how about we use some of that and pay off our debt whatever debt is owed whatever debt is owed to any financial body let us go ahead and clear that debt, right? Because I know there is going to be still, even though a sum has been tabulated, there are still going to be discrepancies as to how to disperse this to the people of the island. So I'm giving suggestions. Let, because we want to see that there is effective change, infrastructural change as it relates to education and health care. That way, when when we bring things up to par, developed countries will no longer be as attractive for those who reside in the developing countries. Just a few thoughts, and I'm sure there are many more good suggestions, but I want to scroll back up where she said as part of the compensation, £200,000 must go directly to the descendants of those who were enslaved at the Success Sugar Plantation in Hanover. I find the sum a little off, and here is why I'm saying that, right? Let's go back. An independent academic research commission in 2020 showed that one of the rich planters who funded The Guardian in its fledgling years owned at least 108 slaves on a sugar plantation in Jamaica. So let's hold on, 108 slaves. So about how many descendants are we talking about? All right. You know, children, you, you, we all know how that go already. 10 million pounds has been committed for a program of preparatory justice. But I'm not understanding. Um, and then several million pounds of the sum will be dedicated to descendant communities. Okay how will that money be used in these descendant communities i hope it speaks or it will go to the infrastructural changes that i just talked about i hope that these communities will be brought up to par but i somehow think that two hundred thousand dollars has whittled down to nothing by the time they are to calculate based on the number of people. Probably everybody are gonna put what five pound and how are they going to be um able to truly find everybody all the descendants of the slaves that worked at the success sugar plantation that's in Hanover, Jamaica. That those things are a little concerning to me because somebody's gonna get left out and then you're gonna have another bag of problems. I don't know. Is there another suggestion as to how the money could be utilized? Or how, I don't know. <laughs> that has the question sign at the exclamation. <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's true. I mean, I'm sure they have some record because they... Good morning, everybody. Good morning. You sound awesome today. Hey. Oh, I am tired still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capping. I'm capping, as they say. All right. Keep capping. <laughs> Sounding good. How How are you going to really um, find out all the descendants right? If they have true records, like you said, people are going to be left out. I think they need to come up with a different type of reparation. And the suggestions that you gave is phenomenal. I actually like them. My only question is, how many children are in Jamaica at this time to offer free education? Is it going to be qualified by their age like is it college or is it regular school? Because you know we're paying for uniforms and all of that stuff. Actually, we pay for education mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. We don't have free education, no, so we don't. yeah. H- how are you going to do the math? I, I need to know the math. You know me; I'm the math. Yes, person. you're the numbers. <laughs> I would say
1: from from um high, from what you call it elementary school, primary school, kindergarten right through to high school to and for those who are wanting to pursue a degree they must go to england right and if they opt not to go to england then and and go somewhere else they will they're on their own kind of look at it that way
5: sorry i dropped my phone no that's all right
1: that's all right so i'm saying from kindergarten right through to university your undergrad at least your fir- your um four-year degree If you opt to go to university in the UK, if you opt to go to Canada or the U.S., you're on your own. But I'm just looking at it from a fair perspective. I don't know. What are your thoughts there?
5: I mean, you're going to have to put a cap on the year. So we're going to say all the children that are currently alive in year 2023
6: Mm -hmm.
5: and cap it because you know every year we have more children so somewhere along the line you're going to have to cap it somebody in the family going to be upset because they're not going to get free education which that's another problem but yeah
1: but let me ask you if we do it this way if the funds because the funds are going to go into a trust i would say a trust that will or be invested where there is um, a return on investment, right? It ha- we diversify, have a diversified portfolio, so there is revenue coming in, you know. So even though we're paying out, we're still earning something.
5: So so after everybody. The can- of months, mm,
1: sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: No, you can finish.
1: No, so that going forward, it just keeps going. You know what I
0: mean?
5: So after the couple of months of news, as far as investing in Jamaica, <laughs> <that> you, <laughs> who are we going to trust now to manage <sighs> all of this?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to throw
5: a wrench in it. I had No, to. no, no. And <laughs> that's
1: a, no, that's a very reasonable wrench. <laughs> that's the, We have to think, we have to think about all of that. Definitely. More brainstorming is needed. And I mean, I'm sure there are others who will have great suggestions. We just want to hear them, you know, because right now we're rambling. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. I I would say I, I want the education piece in there, and I want the healthcare piece in there because that's so important. Um, hey James, go right ahead. Come on in. Morning, morning, morning. morning. <laughs>
7: yes yeah, so so the education and the healthcare um is important mm-hmm. but i but I think you know it's more important to find a way to do to do all these things simultaneously because one of the things that you have to look at in Jamaica is that education is a problem, but it's not the biggest problem because you know we have Tons of young, educated people that, you know, um, exit the, 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 the three top universities in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And are, you know, some of the guys are like, you know, scamming. Um, you have, like, I've, I've heard of women going to university and dancing at clubs, working at massage centers and stuff like that like, bright, brilliant minds, but because they can't find anything apart from minimum wage jobs. So, like, you, you know, finding jobs, like, helping to create jobs with that provide livable wages, because tons of people, like, I have, I have nieces and nephews back home that are educated and are doing mediocre jobs. Mm-hmm. So if, if we can get all the educated people in Jamaica that went to university, went to college... And sitting on their skills um, or doing mediocre jobs um, get them jobs that are like livable wages that would be a good start Mm -hmm. and you know do that while um, improving on education because yeah because I think wages is like the number one problem in Jamaica livable wages
1: so if I'm you know, understanding like, you, James, you're saying pump money into industries that can... Um,
7: cre- industries are, okay. are create, help to create industries in Jamaica because right. um, England, like, like even, even like with like Bermuda, Bermuda has, they control like insurance and reinsurance, some of the top companies in the world um, and because of their relationship with England, they are able to do... Stuff like that. So if, if they can find a way to to bring businesses to the Caribbean that will make them like financial hub or, you know, I know like Jamaica knows like a call center hub or whatever, but but those are not, that's not livable wages. You know, those, you go to work and, and, and you, you take some butter and bread and work with you, you walk or, or your Beggar drive because if you pay a bus fare, you can't pay your rent. You know, you know, no, so you know James.
1: Stick good up job. in right there, James. Stick up in right there, not to cut you, but stick. up Um, I do apologize. Stick up in. BPOs, I think, can pay livable wages. It is the negotiating that happens at the table when they are opening up the um the doors to invite these companies to come to Jamaica and set up their call centers. I do believe that they need to negotiate in favor of the um. the the potential hirees. Um, Yes, we know it is still going to be cheaper. The salary is going to be cheaper than in the U.S. For example, in the U.S., you might be paying $18 an hour for for a call center rep, right? And in Jamaica, you want to give them $5 an hour. I, I would say make it fair. Step it up to at least $10 an hour or $12 an hour, right? And if you ask me, I don't probably bring it up to 15 make it three dollars less and the reason why i'm saying that um i understand that in the u.s companies are as a matter of fact you know they can't match the damn salary let, let me let me let me scratch that they can't match the salary because it will actually cost them less to pay the salary at the same rate in Jamaica. Versus in the States, for example, where they don't have to pay, they're not subsidizing health insurance costs, right? They're not have to worry about that. Or if they're going to pay, say, $15 an hour, the additional $3 an hour goes to the BPO center there so they can have a lunchroom facility, something set up, have buses probably that can, if people don't have vehicles, they can bus them to um bus stops or whatever i'm just thinking here outside the box in my utopian world but um (laughs) good morning apple
8: yeah i agree with you moments um some years ago i hear that uh, the negotiations that take place at these call centers when i come to jamaica because the u.s get a certain and then a certain price and i think like them send down this like they must say, the person in Jamaica supposed to get the same, but whoever made the negotiation decide to give the people them less, and that is always a problem, but there's a lot of brilliant minds that are those call centres, a lot of educated people that are those call centres, uh, you know what I mean? So, I think at the negotiation that actually takes place when those call centres are whatever they want, call them mm-hmm. um, go to the island. So, and like, like I said, they can't match it, but somebody just uh, maybe feel like no sir them can't live off of this uh just give them this you know what i mean right <laughs> we feel like that go on for real you know what i mean so that need to get started and education for just be free right across the board uh if you want to go england that's probably free like you say but once you step out of uh, the jamaica england thing and you want to us canada china wherever you depend on your own i agree with you with that um housing you know if they are to go make housing free.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> but um definitely health care because too much time persons meeting an accident or you know, whatever it is and they mafia fly them on go foreign and you hear say for flight the person go foreign for them get this health care treatment, how much millions, million, $60 million 60 million dollars. And the person end you know, up dead and all them something. So education and healthcare that will be free right across the board. Put in better things, a burn, uh call them? A burn unit. A burn unit. Burn unit, but, yeah. Yeah, them definitely need that because that will happen when somebody got burned up and they will supposed to fly them all overseas and stuff like that because them do not have a, a burn unit in Jamaica. So um they,
6: uh, they,
8: uh, why would them not have? Them need to have that, the technology. I think them say some other machine, the only machine, um, breakdown, um, for whatever, some kind of cancer treatment or something like that, breakdown and all kind of something. You know what I mean? So, all of them, cause something it, when it comes to the healthcare, all of them, something just need to revamp and have all of those features, so that whenever these incident happens, um, nobody not we pan on millions of dollars to get right. fly out. Will get sought out, them can get sought out right then and there, uh, and nobody the have to worry about paying a million, um, multi million dollar, um, uh,
1: bill. bill. Yeah, yeah, you
8: know what I mean? Yeah, so I agree with you upon that. Thank uh, you, because when you feel like them, I go, um, chill out in the money, like we see what they play it's in uh, San Fran uh, uh California, California, oh, they, yeah, where they must say, Oh, no. Don't give them, give them don't, don't black people $5 each and all them. There. But hold on, people Afo. They are
1: revisiting it, you know. They are revisiting that. <laughs> Can, Can I they, jump in
8: here? Because people say, yo, one of not speak for our black people. Who the hell put you guys in charge of black people? Mm-hmm. So they must revisit that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, i land there. Uh, got you, Queen Javet. Thank
1: you so much, Afo. Thank you for your points. Go ahead, Javet.
5: I think it is important to say that the New York, the United States salary will never really be matched in the Caribbean because we don't really match salaries here in the United States either. When I moved to Houston, I had to take a 10 grand cut in salary. Right. but the difference is I still ended up making the same amount of or bringing home the same paycheck because we had less taxes. but I don't think that they can ever match the US salary, but I do agree that they can increase it at least by a specific percentage than where they're at now.
1: So Javette, let me ask you, would this be a better recommendation then depending on where the headquarters? for the um call center say for example it is in virginia can we use virginia as the um scale can we say okay we're going to match it with call centers in virginia or if the call center is headquartered in miami we say okay we're going to use that states or miami's um salary What, what what do you think about that
5: so the reason why companies are using call centers is because they can pay them less. Mm-hmm. So they they'll never match it. It'll still have to be a percentage lower than if they would pay their employees because if that's the case, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't need overseas employees if we're going to pay them the same salary as the people that live in the state that the corporation is in.
1: Okay, I see what you're saying, but still it works so cheaper because they not, they don't have to foot um, a bill for health sh- um, insurance costs. They don't have to foot this bill for um, property um, leasing space. Having to lease, the, 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 the cost to lease a space in the Caribbean is going to be cheaper than it is in the States. Um, the overheads are going to be less. I'm just trying to think. Okay, so let us say they don't match it at $18. Let's say they've got $3 lower. But you're right, a percentage but it should not be um less 50 percent less than what people are getting here is ridiculous doing the same thing doing the same thing
5: understood understood
1: yeah all right so we we wait to hear what will come out of this so professor shepherd says the move is significant just to remind everyone what we're talking about uh professor shepherd says the uk newspaper apology for slavery is significant um she has some figures uh she came up with calculated not pulled them out of the air today the caribbean is owed 17 trillion u.s dollars in reparatory compensation jamaica is owed 7.5 Seven point five trillion U.S. dollars. Right now, she's saying two hundred thousand dollars must be disbursed to the descendants of the those who were enslaved at the Success Sugar Plantation in Hanover, Jamaica. I question that amount, and I question the significance of that because, as I was saying, as we were talking, people are going to lift up because how many descendants are there? that two hundred thousand dollars might just whittle down to five pounds per or yeah two hundred thousand pounds sorry might just whittle down to five pounds per person when everything is said and done so um i'm saying let us push for money to be pumped into you know education healthcare james brought up the point about better salaries via creating better opportunities in the country. All right, so thank no, you. I
8: agree with Dr. James.
1: Yes, yes. All right, thank you everyone for your input, AFO, James, and um, Javette. Next up, Integrity Commission. uh Both wholeness reports were submitted simultaneously. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. The Integrity Commission on Wednesday revealed that a, that a summary of their ruling that Prime Minister Andrew Holness had no case to answer where a potential conflict of interest breach was concerned was indeed sent to the Parliament. However, the letter was recalled shortly after. The revelation came as officials of the Commission were grilled by members of a Parliamentary Oversight Committee. Robin Williams is here to tell us more. Where are you, Robin Williams? Where are you? Come on through. Bear with me one moment, let me see if I can get the clip back up here. Ay, ay ay I tell you I need my coffee with I cannot have my coffee without rum. It doesn't serve good at all. Okay, here we go.
9: Opposition MP Julian Robinson was shocked to hear from the Director of Corruption Prosecution, Keisha Prince Kamika. That a summary of her ruling, confirming that the prime minister had no case to answer, was submitted along with the report by way of a cover letter.
10: In, just for clarity, indicating that the matter was referred and the DCP had indicated there was she would not pursue a prosecution. Is that correct?
4: Initially, so what had happened? The, the tabling had started, or the intention to table. And on the date indicated, that initial letter with the indication was sent. Subsequent, a request was made, however, for that to be pulled back to allow the commissioners an opportunity to properly digest the ruling. The second tabling letter did not have the indication because at the time, the matter was with the commissioners under review and there was the suggestion that that could change or certainly could be subject to whatever processes are available to them.
9: That letter, if tabled... Could have saved Prime Minister Holness and by extension the country a great deal of embarrassment. It was further revealed by the Commission's Executive Director Greg Christie that these letters are never tabled alongside the report. This statement put Parliamentary Clerk Valerie Curtis in the firing line. Miss Curtis defended her actions, noting that her job ends after a copy. Of such letters is provided to the Senate President, House Speaker, and the Library of Parliament. And that cover letter is laid on the table with the report, but it is not. It, it
1: the report of that, and we, we don't say and a cover letter stating X, Y, Z, but it is there because we get one copy. I get a copy. The Speaker gets a copy. The President gets a copy. They would peruse that and um. I wait on them to see to sign off on
9: table. So, and we don't generally copy them. Members may ask for a copy, but the, the letter is not read out in Parliament. But Mr. Robinson was adamant that the policy must change.
10: If there's an indication from the DCP, which is material and which affects whoever is involved in that report, that has to be something which is shared with the report when it is tabled in Parliament, most, because it. it is prejudicial to the individuals who are on the investigation and it also raises questions about whether the DCP has done her work or not.
9: Mr Christie says the Commission would breach its enabling legislation if it acted to table rulings simultaneously with reports. But he says the Commission would have no objection if the Parliament, unhappy with the current arrangement, acted to amend the law.
11: Well, we have had an issue in terms of how we address rulings. The fact is that the Commission is committed to having the Parliament adjust the law to come, about, come up with a resolution to the issue. So, if it is that the Parliament deems that the most appropriate resolution is to have the report tabled simultaneously with the ruling, the Commission has absolutely no objection to it. And uh, uh, the Chairman, Seymour Panton, has asked me to indicate that. So, you know, we are at item with you, uh, Chair, with that particular matter.
9: Roban Williams for
1: Nationwide News. Opposition MP Julian Robinson was shocked to hear from the Director of Corruption Prosecution, Keisha Prince-Kamiko, that a summary of her ruling confirming that the Prime Minister had no case to answer was submitted along with the report by a way of a cover letter. Next up, Supreme Court removal of Dean Roy Bernard as Permanent Secretary was unconstitutional.
0: Okay,
1: alright. Right. Uh, story courtesy of Nationwide Radio J.M., the Supreme Court has ruled that Dean Roy Bernard be reinstated as a permanent secretary. The ruling was handed down Wednesday morning by a three-judge panel. The judges found that the 2019 recommendation by Prime Minister Andrew Holness for the Governor-General to transfer Mr. Bernard from his post as permanent secretary in the Education Ministry to Director-General in the Ministry of Finance and the Public Service was unconstitutional null, void and of no legal effect. Bernard's reassignment came amid a scandal at the Caribbean Maritime University, CMU, which implicated then-Education Minister Ruel Reed. Ricardo Brooks has been reading the 64-page ruling.
12: Justices Lorna Shelley-Williams, Sonia Wint Blair and Tara Carr were unanimous in their finding that the purported transfer of Dean Roy Bernard from his post of Permanent Secretary to the designation of Director-General, offended the Jamaican Constitution. The state had argued that Mr. Bernard was transferred to the Finance Ministry with the designation of Director-General. But Justice Shelley Williams, in an opinion shared by Justice Carr, found that the post of Director-General does not exist in the staff orders of the Civil Service of Jamaica. They also found that such a post was not created by the Jamaican Constitution. The judges say the post was created in 2020 without a requisite job description. The judges say it was therefore impossible to transfer Mr. Bernard to a post that did not exist, albeit with an equal salary. Writing for herself and Justice Kerr, Justice Shelley Williams noted that as Mr. Bernard was taking instructions from the financial secretary, who functions as the permanent secretary in the finance ministry, he was subject to the authority of a permanent secretary and therefore not in charge of a Ministry of Government, as mandated by Section 93 of the Constitution. The judges have given three months for Bernard to be reinstated as a Permanent Secretary. The judges did not, however, mandate that he be reinstated at the Fayetteville-Williams-led Education Ministry. The judges rejected Mr. Bernard's argument that the Governor-General did not have the power to reassign Permanent Secretaries on the advice of the Prime Minister. The judges ruled that such a finding would have led to absurdity as the Prime Minister reserves the right and power to reorganize the government as the need may arise. The judges say such a reorganization would necessitate the reassignment of permanent secretaries. Writing for herself, Justice Wint Blair held that the treatment of Mr. Bernard was a breach of the principle of natural justice. She was alone in that finding as Justices Shelley Williams and Carr found that Mr. Bernard had no legitimate expectation that he could not be transferred. They also found that the transfer did not constitute a demotion, as there was no loss in salary or disciplinary sanction. Attorney for Mr. Bernard, Mark Williams, has hailed the ruling as an act of justice.
11: Justice is served, that's my reaction. Um, I think the court, well, the court found that the transfer was unconstitutional, which is the, the, was the main purpose of the suit before the court. So um, that, that's, that was the finding and the ruling.
12: Despite the court not mandating that his client be reinstated in the education ministry, Mr. Williams says he's hopeful. It's not immediately clear whether the government will appeal the ruling. So we expect that he will be put in a post of permanent sector within
11: three months. Um, I'm hopeful that it will be the Ministry of Education. Uh, but um, as I said, that's, uh, that's a discretion that the government has and a power that's given under the Constitution.
12: Ricardo Brooks for Nationwide News.
1: So this happens so long ago. Well, long ago in my mind. What I'm trying to understand, I need to be refreshed, what was his role if there was any in the corruption that happened um involving Royal reed who was at the time minister of um edu minister of education am i right yeah he was the education minister at the time um what was his role? Why was he reassigned? Was it that he had some knowledge of what was going on but did not um, report it? Why was he transferred? So I have to go on. Go ahead, um, James. Go right ahead.
7: Yeah, no, I remember there was a lot of money going missing, a lot of questionable spending
6: mm-hmm.
7: um, at the time. And I, you know, because rural read and you know they're at the top so like once stuff like that is going on then you have to remove them, right? Um but my thinking is that my gosh like Jamaica is the best place in the world to be a politician. <laughs> like like I always like in because I, I follow like America politics, Canadian politics. And I always wonder like why do why do people go into politics in North America? Because Like, in Toronto, like, we had a mayor that was working in the private sector, and I think he was making, like, $5 million a year. Um, And he left his job to run for mayor and became the mayor and started making, like, $250,000 a year. And I'm like, why? I don't, like, why would you leave a $5 million job a year for a $250,000 job per year? Never understood it because like, he just got kicked out of office the other day because he was cheating on his wife. Uh, no, the, 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 the mayor of Toronto. Right, right. Yeah, like, he, he's about 75 or whatever, and they said like, he was cheating with this young girl. When you find out the girl was, like, 32 or whatever. Most people didn't think that that's a fireball offense, that that's his personal life, but he decided to step down. But what I'm saying is that the risk, like, in North America... A lot of these mayors and, and, and um, people that run for governor and stuff like that, these are people that were in private sector making millions of dollars. So you wonder why they go into politics when, like, they're not untouchable. Like, they can get fired at any time, any scandal. But in Jamaica, I understand why they go into politics. Because it's like you're bulletproof protected. Like, real weed is not in prison. Like, if it was in, in Canada or America, like, real weed wouldn't, like, be sitting on all this stolen money or whatever. <laughs> you know, so Jamaica is the best place in the world to be a politician. I'll just leave it there.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good morning, yeah. Donald. Go right ahead.
11: <laughs> Good morning, morning. James, access to information. A lot of those people have third-party companies and stuff that they invested in, and they make much more money than they made when they was in the private sector. They get into to, to offices and get to contacts that they never had before. And most of the time, even if they left Parliament disgracefully, they are better off. Look at them, they are better off after having served than when before they went in. So that's it. And you talking about if they was here they'd be in jail. I don't know much politicians here that got jailed locked up in them. I, I don't even I don't recall any of them. So maybe you could enlighten me.
7: <laughs> Lord help me. Apologies. Well just to put it this way. All the Donald Trump people weren't they in prison at one point or another? Donald Trump um, cronies. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Well
1: the the court has spoken. Okay. Next up, NWC takes delivery of $1.3 billion worth of pipes. I wonder where these pipes coming from, Lord. I need to learn to behave myself. I need to bridle my tongue. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio jm.com. The National Water Commission NWC has received a shipment of pipes worth $1.3 billion. The pipes will be used on at least nine projects across the country. Minister Without Portfolio in the Ministry of Economic Growth and Job Creation, Senator Matthew Samuda, received the shipment on behalf of the NWC on Wednesday. Minister Samuda says the delivery of the shipment takes the country closer to the implementation of improvement projects that will directly benefit thousands of Jamaicans in both urban and rural communities. Among those projects are the Greater Mandeville Water Supply Improvement Project, the Hounslow Water Supply, which is Hopewell to Billy's Bay, Treasure Beach, Fort Charles Road, that pipeline in St. Elizabeth, and the Minard Well to Minard Relift in Brownstown, St. Anne. The pipes will also be used for the Whitehall Water Supply Project in St. Thomas, the Stanton Terrace to Maresco Road Pipeline Project in Kingston and St. Andrew, the Ferry to Rock Pond Project in St. Andrew, and the Mami Bay to St. Anne's Bay Project in St. Anne. In addition, pipes from the shipment will be used in the Malines, Washington Boulevard to Don robin Avenue, Constant Spring Road Project in St. Andrew, and Orakabesum Hamilton Mountain Project in St. Mary. Minister Samuda says the NWC is working to complete projects valued at $7 billion. Can I know where these pipes are coming from, please? They're not telling me that after we talk about the people that got. <laughs> they're not gonna let us know where these pipes are coming from. I want to know where the pipes are coming from. <laughs> <sighs>
7: aren't those information supposed to be public though um it ought to be well yeah. i think i think i think i heard they said that they have like the if you go on uh, is it jis or one those access to information website uh-huh. you should be able to all pick right. up um stuff that's in government so make
1: we go on that then okay yeah so let's see if jimmy okay right. Let- let's do a little digging, because I would like to know exactly where are these pipes coming from? I'm sorry, I don't care what you want to say about me. I really don't care.
7: Maybe they're coming from Texas.
1: <laughs> are you gonna leave Javette alone? Virginia says, "Who has the pipes?' need I have no behavior. I'm gonna tell her something I hope nobody from the government of Jamaica listens to us. <laughs> They're going to be sick of us. Okay. Every story I am digging. Okay. A large ductile, the large ductile iron pipes uh, were produced, were procured and delivered by the contractor Derek A. Gibson Limited. Uh Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know Okay the, the commitment of the government okay no that back up somewhere. Um they came in in the Kingston Warms, okay, back up somewhere. I just wanna know where these pipes are coming from. Okay. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh boy. Um why we can't I find Mc- James? Why we can't
7: find <laughs> nothing? <laughs> See a in, James. In, You know what I'm taking from that story too? Like, I didn't know that like politicians can pass down um their political office to their kids too. Cause huh? Listening listening politics from the other day. Like, all the names that I'm hearing. Are like, I'm like, did I'm like, isn't that person dead? Bartlett? the no, first name part. is different. Charles.
1: <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's another one. Oh my gosh. There's another one. <laughs> You know what, James, I'm not going to go down that road with you. You're going to behave yourself. You are going to behave yourself. Okay, I'm checking one more place, folks, and then we're going to keep it moving. God, James here, have me here wasting my time digging and researching because me want to know where the pipe is It affects me because they're talking about the Minard um, stretch, which feeds brownstone. Yeah, that's where I come from. So <laughs> I really have to take about it. James, we can't find nothing.
7: <laughs> uh, as long as it's not the same company that provide um, Flint, their their pipeline. You know what? Oh, Jesus.
1: That's it, James. Go in, go in time out. <laughs> GMO tech
11: pipeline from Texas again. <laughs> y'all got to let... Y'all got to
13: let J- 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 James, <laughs> leaving a time out, you know. James, <laughs> James <laughs> and other, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs>
0: James is always in time on <laughs> <laughs> He ain't learning. <laughs> he just
1: ain't <laughs> learning. All right, we gotta. we we'll hear more, James. James, I have serious digging. I have some serious digging. But how? No, it is funny. I know we shredded them to pieces yesterday when we were talking about the goat somebody must have been listening and said, listen now make nobody know where them pipe come from i have some people out there they only I look for complaint and make trouble it's all right somebody <laughs> gotta keep you all on your toes
13: <laughs> Go on, Fabian. moments we can understand this enough you know. first them import weed <laughs> at jamaica then them import goat at jamaica what is next People. That don't make no sense. What's going on Y'all
2: here?
13: forgot chickens. Y'all forgot chickens. Them, please, I can't
1: with these people. I can't. Them so hey, you know what? If I gonna get serious, Fabian, when them start import aki
13: That's next. Trust me.
0: What do you say? A coffee? You're absolutely right, julie <laughs> You know when them start
1: import coffee and aki and Kalalu, it's time to pack up and leave jamaica <laughs> and say y'all have it y'all have it oh gosh lord forgive me let me behave myself but you know james i am not gonna stop until i get an answer as to where these pipes are coming from this is very important have what, what you said um donald like yesterday the pack, the goat them going to um gmo, yeah, GMO, pipes, GMO pipes from
11: texas because texas.
1: We, yeah because we're getting gmo goats from texas and it's six thousand
5: moments yes <laughs> don't we have an insider is is it perry is is he the representative for jamaica is it, Perry oh, or is it somebody no, peter,
1: else? peter peter gracie peter peter,
5: peter we need to we need
1: make to a le- list of questions Ma- yes we need to let him get busy on this yes, yes. So we, we inquiring minds want to know gmo pipes next thing the water come faster
11: i do not want to be held in immigration for <laughs> an obscene length of time when i'm visiting so i'm gonna stay away from you guys <laughs>
7: But, but, moments, as we talk about the goat, I'm surprised... What's his name not saying anything? Who that? Um, Opposition, education. Um, the, the, what's his name? Because him a goat farmer, you um, know?
11: Damien Crawford.
7: Damien Crawford, Damian yes. Crawford. He's a good farmer. I wonder if he gets my goat them too. Nah. Why am I shut up? No, yeah, because, because that's
11: odd. He, no, he don't he do, he do goat farming
7: for real. Yeah, that's odd. No, like, he's a good huh. farmer. So, like, I, I thought he would have been... And he's always on... On Instagram and stuff and so huh. maybe, maybe goat run he already got run, his run. kick back he already got his kick back yeah goat run
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you something I want to know more about the Feet Jamaica after how long it take for goats to be ready normally
7: I'm trying to remember and the thing is the goat they might not even understand part one because, because, you I thought James so I was in funny? timeout. No, you know what's funny? No, and I joke, you know, like, um, <laughs> like, someone, when, when Jamaica had the, the trade with the dog, with Canada, the Jamaican dog them, like, <laughs> so, so, somebody tell me, say, so them spot, them spot a dog, and them, them shot off a dog in a pot and the dog. Turn on and I look, so say, I want a Jamaican dog. <laughs>
8: Yo, James, yo, you're not know, easy, you no know,
1: man. We're done. We're done. No, but James, I have a point still because when we adopted the
7: Bichon from the pound, that Everything dog did not... It not... was
11: a Spanish dog.
7: Exactly, it was a Spanish dog. <laughs> yeah, they, no, the da- yeah moments. They, they, they understand, though. It's not a joke because like, I used to work with this guy and his dog. He brought his dog from France and no matter how we talked to the dog, the dog wouldn't listen because he no, 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 no English. <laughs> And as soon as, as soon as the guys speak to me in French, say go sit down in French or come here. No, so they understand. Oh, so them go there no, uh, and go teach them potter. Oh gosh, hold on, when my water, oh, oh, we want to talk, we well, can't manage say, it, it, it
8: You know, when GM says some things, it we'll won't help in laugh. you know. But uh, everything, we my talk still.
0: I'm done.
8: you uh,
1: listen. Hold on. Whew. The virginus said the dog is a foreign dog. You know Okay, y'all behave yourselves. James, time out. Seriously. (laughs) Okay. i I think Jamaica is the best place on the earth. There ain't nowhere like Jamaica for real. I don't know. What are, are our politicians thinking sometimes? Are they thinking sometimes?
8: All right. No, they're not.
1: Okay. Next up. Tourism Ministry Sites Visitor Surge for Delays at Sangster International Airport. Oh Lord. I'm trying to catch my breath. Y'all awful. Um you know, let, let me get the clip so the clip can talk while I catch my breath back.
10: Uh things certainly certainly has worsened over the last few months. Uh we, we have a record uh travel travel season um, the the numbers are really really significant and obviously um, there are capacity issues in in managing thousands of people uh, coming through uh, the airport on a daily basis
1: some visitors to the island who arrived through sangsta international airport early this week have taken to social media to vent their frustration at the long delays in clearing immigration and customs a few have used TikTok to share their ordeal, claiming it took four hours between the time they deplaned and when they were finally able to exit the airport terminal building. One video which shows a large crowd inside a packed immigration hall at Sangsters has been liked over 50,000 times and shared over 20,000 times on TikTok. Senior strategist, in the Ministry of Tourism, Delano Sievright has blamed the delays on the large number of visitors coming to the island. Not too much, no. That's what that
10: saying. In any event too, there are also medium-term and long-term um, solutions including the expansion of the airport, which is a work in progress. Uh, and, and we believe construction should start later this year, hopefully, uh, as relates to the expansion of the arrivals, hall, the immigration hall, and so on.
6: <sighs> Excuse me
1: you know have a look of patience with them remember i mean bartlett granted has been working very hard um to boost the tourism sector as we have spoken about it for the past couple of weeks they have been um doing very well flights are booked to full to capacity um hotels are booked airbnbs are booming down there excuse me so it is now for airports authority to Catch up. Do what you must. See to it that if you have to pay overtime, you do so to ensure that things can um, move along smoothly. Because a delay, <coughs> excuse me, of this four hours, and the airport AC is not the best. Let's just say that. It gets very hot. So um, do some work. Do some work on that. Airport's authority. Oh, my gosh. I'm still trying to catch my breath. All right. That story wraps up. <coughs> excuse me. Our... Um, James, I'm going to send him a doctor, Bill, because, yeah, i must send him a doctor, Bill. All right, we're going to take another quick break. That story wraps up our stories out of the Caribbean corner. When we return, we have stories out of Latin America and North America. Here is Elaine with No Ordinary Love.
0: every minute love and I've fallen in it with you and only you Ordinary, just
1: oh, to oh do. My racing, I'm gotta say a big thank you to everyone logged on to the quality music zone qMz Radio.com. for quality music while you work or play keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day
0: it's no ordinary love In your arms I'm safe, secure Every care around me melt away When you hold me, I forget Every word that I wanted to say I'm freely lost in your love There's no one else for me
1: Thank you to everyone. Logged on to JohnNoRager.com Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Google and Apple Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. James, I am done. I'm done. No talking out of James for the rest of the morning. Please, James.
0: Mm, Even though I'm old, but I'm young. A little weak, but I know I am strong. Old enough to know what's right. Young enough to dance all night. Too weak to hold it back. Strong enough to give your heart attack. The situation sweep my soul as long as I live. I shall see as long as
1: 29 minutes before the top of the hour.
0: As long as I Many faces mm, and been many places. too late to turn back now if my ja will strike me down yes I it have is
1: hashtag TBT throwback Thursday today it's music in retrospect taking you back to the 80s 90s and early 2000s
0: you're
1: listening to the voice of Marcy Griffiths I shall sing I shall Stand ten toes down on what you believe in. Do not allow anyone to silence you. Fight for what's right. Speak up for what is right.
0: I shall sing. Mm-hmm.
1: Gonna squeeze in one more. One of our dance hall queens from the ages. Be-
0: Good seeds will sow, I don't care what they do or say, I'll never stop singing, oh no, no way, someday I will get my pay, as long as I live, I shall sing, as long as I live, and as long as I live,
1: here is Queen Patra, work a man, as we say work a man,
0: You better start dead. Cause you a crying, you no get nothing yet Take me body cause you now hurry wet And over a hour then
1: Queen Patra, thank you for that one. Wakamana a man is not a man if he's not a Wakaman. All right, it's time for us to get back to business. Getting into the Latin corner. But before I get into the first story, uh, did anybody hear about this one? Judge Joe Brown, um, he is clearing his name in Shirley Lee Ralph's sexual assault claims, even though she did not accuse him, um, saying this is a warning. I might bring my legal crew and proceed for defamation of character. Anybody heard about that one?
14: Yeah, I heard about it.
1: Oh, so I'm and like. Yes, so when you chose, to na
14: na act that one, we guilty. <laughs> the not don't squeal. like squealed, off. No.
1: Ah, tell me more. <laughs> so I have to read.
14: Because she didn't mention any name. Ah. She didn't mention any name or anything, and then he came out with that. So I guess he's guilty, yeah. All
1: right. So let me. When mm-hmm. I okay, so net. Okay, let me read the article real quick because I stumbled upon it and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? So Judge Joe Brown denies sexually assaulting actress Shirley Ralph, despite her not accusing him. Ralph recently confessed that she was sexually assaulted by a famous television judge during an interview with Angela Yee. She said, I could tell you another time this was a famous TV judge not Judge Mathis. I love him. He's a great man. Not him. Another one, she said. I'm at a very public place. I had my suit on. I was handling my business for the television show I was on at that time. He and I were on the same network. This man walked in, grabbed me by the back of my neck, turned me around, and rammed his nasty tongue down my throat. Even though Ralph did not name which judge she was referring to, Brown decided to clear his name before the accusations started, saying, this is a warning. I might bring in my legal crew and proceed for defamation of character, he said. You see when they put my face next to hers and they start doing that little stuff there, that becomes innuendo. Brown added that the slander is very destructive to my reputation. He also said he has a long track record of ensuring that women get justice and has spent the last half century protecting womanhood and promoting manhood. Nevertheless, the famous judge is currently still a mystery as Ralph has not addressed Brown's
5: comments.
1: Ooh,
5: ciao. (sighs) Come on. She didn't have to call any names. She she damn near already. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I
2: mean, exactly.
5: So many judges. And especially she named, they were on the same network. Come on now. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And she said it's not Mathis. Mathis it, only, it only leaves him.
13: Who else is there?
1: <laughs> who, who else is there? Is there someone else? Unless I missed it. Unless it was a woman. Me. No, she said he, She said he, right? She, she said he. he, she said, right? she okay. said he. And she said, it's not mathis, So that only leaves, sorry, sorry, sir. That only leaves you.
14: Yeah, but as long as they do no call, it's still speculation.
0: <laughs> Woo, do I need
1: to get my popcorn for this one?
0: I didn't even hear the story. I just heard that she said someone else sexual assault assaulted her. And that's all I heard. I didn't hear the details or any of the conversation. I was like, okay, hey, next thing. And it's with thought, I didn't care. But wow. <laughs> wow, indeed but you
1: know something um so let's go to what was said what he said rather that he has a long track rec- record of ensuring that women get justice and has spent the last half century protecting womanhood and promoting manhood let, 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 let's not be fooled folks and i'm not saying anything about him the only thing i have to lose is my body and i can't afford to lose that um so let, let's let's be real how many people hide behind charities how many people have organizations set up to protect children but traffic said children they're protecting protect women but prostitute the said women they're protecting have organizations for boys you know to be able to groom them to become men but turn around and molest said boys so a lot of people will put things at the forefront to use that as a way to deflect it's a distraction so i am not going to say oh well yes you know let's look at this he's been doing this so that means you know he's honorable and and no i'm not going to they have a saying that you can't swear for anybody and that is true because people have multiple personalities everyone there are versions of us that different people get Right, so I'm not gonna swear for him and say, "Oh no, he could never be capable of doing that." Because look, he says, you know, he always tries to make sure that women get justice. You have some men who will protect their woman in public, and when they go home, they batter the woman to pieces. It happens. Like, let's not be fooled. So that don't impress me one bit. But um, as Dre say, "Mature me never call no fool." oh yes Dre. i just want to jump to the chat real quick and then i'm going to move on but um if you plan to do airbnb in jamaica disconnect the ac and buy fans because jps light bill will kill you and you know foreigners are used to leaving the ac running all day i'm talking sixty thousand dollars and more light bill another recommendation dre i'm gonna to add to that for your airbnbs and you put in water heaters buy a solar panel and make sure you have a good cell battery that will um, store the energy so that people are able to take a hot or warm shower at any time of the day. Okay. Trust me, if you leave your heater running, your water heater running, it will kill you. Right? That I learned from me at picnic. We always had oh, to yeah. we had to turn off our water heater when, when we're done bathing, um we have to turn it off. You turn it on before you you know like 30 minutes or so before you bathe. And then you turn it back off. Um we have some yeah. ACs, we not turn them on. We not turn on for AC. Fan around the thing because JPS, wicked, bad. Go ahead, AFO.
8: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry for oh. key on. Thank you, um without my, my follow a few on YouTube and them so what them do is like uh them say the same thing with uh, Jersey, um, light, light bill reach up next, 200k, like some 100,000, 200k you know what I mean, and same thing with Jersey persons leave on the AC one of them is a complain about that and she has tell persons who follow her, say yo when we'll look forward, please if you know leave, just turn off the AC turn off the AC, don't leave say I got a country and have the AC run and come back on the AC you know what I mean, so what them try for do is them put in like a, a a sensor so mm-hmm. whenever you step into the room when it once you go into the room i turn on the ac it come on and then um the sensor stay on so once you leave the room you know i mean then it cut off and then once you go back inside of the room it, 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 it the the device tends to already inside and then it chip on by the ac for you. so that's what them do if you kind of have the ac turn off by itself without persons even if you like, interact with it on or off and some even go as far as get like um wait wait uh solar ac mm-hmm. some kind of solar ac like yeah so instead of use up the current it just uses the sunlight and all them something of yeah. so those are some other stuff you know what i mean they can use
14: as well thank and you same with that. water Yeah. water heat as well so yeah, you can man, get the JPS solar ac and
8: sensor, sensor um for put attached to the AC so it turns on and off by itself so once you come out of the room yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have to worry about turn top or so oh I'm to turn it off or I left it on it automatically turn off by itself
1: thank you for that and you know something Afo I, I appreciate your mentioning that because I didn't know that there was something that you could do that have a sensor attached to your AC so thank you for the knowledge there and um, another thing too people like to leave on your light let me just turn on your light and leave your light on. And I know that for some bathrooms, for example, when you open the door, the light comes on. They have that sensor. So if we can do that as a recommendation. But I would strongly recommend investing in a couple solar panels. Go right ahead, Dre.
14: Oh uh, no, i just saying, you know, it, it, it's kind of hard to have the visitors do what you say because you know they it even even me sometimes be forgetting. Mm-hmm. Because you know mm-hmm. you just used to leave in the AC on here right. and not get a and not get a thousand dollar bill, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's to so have cool. visit yeah to to have it's just normal for if a visitor is coming from like the US or Canada, or whatever. They not even thinking they don't know anything about JPS and their crooked ways, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good thing. uh After I, I I might look into that and tell my dad. I just told him like yo. Just rent just, just rent the property to somebody because right now it can't the profit with a JPS bill. It it yeah, JPS, they, they need to do something. They need competition or something. It's pretty bad.
1: Let me tell you something, Dre. Between JPS and taxes, you know, you know, walk away with nothing. But um let me ask a question. Um, for Airbnbs, because um when it comes to villas, you usually have um living help right they cook they clean they maintain the property for you to see to it that everything you know is in order while the guests are there and they're gone um they don't do that for airbnbs They don't have people on site that you know like live in maid service property management no man not property management that different um okay. no, yeah
4: no, like no, I'm a maid, the Airbnb.
1: no Airbnbs that don't provide that service, where you have a maid that cook and clean and make sure everything is in order, that can go behind and turn off lights and all of that, they don't do that
8: for
9: Airbnbs. No,
8: the, the no. All the time, no, the, yeah, the, the, some of them might have a cleaning crew will come in before and after you leave, mm-hmm. or if them the nearby like this family, the Delprat family, we'll of them wanting them to mm-hmm. the cleaning themselves before and after. Okay. Um. So. Cause them live right in the, the same housing um, area. Cause them yeah. have two property.
6: Uh-huh.
8: Um, one where them live and another one where them build up the whole um, the road and plus them have add on. Um, now the same housing scheme. Right. And them you can add on to it. So, right. So them, the the them, them have the house and then add on to it around right. by the box. So them have two Airbnb right. There. So now them do the cleaning before and after, um, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, because them just live right down the street. But they have somewhere get. Cleaning people, persons, whether by them, um, them or for the ones that move overseas, mm-hmm. um, are lives. For example, in you another know, country, um, the, meet the Stevens, um, the, the Jamaican footballer and his wife who Them do, them um, them have persons come in and clean up the place before and after. So that's the property and-
1: management side of it. Okay.
8: Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So. Um. But while you're there, nobody come do the you know, cleaning and cooking for and all them stuff So you have to go do that yourself. Well, cooking for yourself if you choose to. But yeah, them them provide someone for clean before and after okay. for you.
1: All right. All right. Got it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting, but yeah, we have to, you know, for folks who are looking to get into tourism in Jamaica, whether it's a villa or an Airbnb, you have to protect your assets, protect your um revenue because trust me, the building will kill you. All right, so it's time to uh go right ahead, James. And then we're gonna keep it moving,
7: yeah. Yeah, I was saying that, um, you know, my love hate relationship with this platform, but I think that, um, Airbnb. Like especially for Jamaica um I think it it's going to be like a big game changer because you know the numbers that you put out the other day like i think it it said something like about thirty percent of the, the 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 large amount of um numbers that were coming into Jamaica were staying in Airbnb mm-hmm. and we know the history of all inclusive and Jamaica already so the the, the advantage is that that thirty percent if that thirty percent is like say. Um Four hundred thousand people coming into the island doing Airbnb um going out on the street, buying jerk chicken, you know buying stuff on on the street side you know like I hope the numbers go up that it 's like a a real competition with all inclusive because then we we won 't have to be staying here and looking in Jamaica and seeing like um like a Taj Mahal we are like all people from India selling um Jamaica um jamaican shirt and souvenirs and stuff like that you know buying it from from the people that make it for like dirt and sell it for like expensive the people that's making it can sell it themselves so you know i'm here for the airbnb and i hope the numbers i hope the numbers get to 50 50 within the next two years
1: yeah i i would um because remember i i think it was on what is today thursday tuesday or monday Um, we were talking about the um, Airbnb platform itself donating some um, quarter million dollars to the Global Tourism uh, Resilience Program. Um, We also spoke about Airbnb reporting a profit of over $300 million in the final quarter. And of course, we're getting a chunk out of that. Um, And I think the Airbnb in Jamaica boomed when... um, It was covid and people wanted to go to jamaica not stay in hotels uh yes so i'm here for it there are other ways um to make money outside you know people have an opportunity to make money not just the tourists not just the arm hoteliers sorry you know so yeah i'm here for it we want to see everybody progress
8: you're right, moments, I mean, if you invest in a solar panel, you have this guy. Um, he have his own solar company in Jamaica, Essential Solars, and he also have an Airbnb as well. And he put the solar panel, um, pan him Airbnb, uh, pan him Airbnb and stuff like that, so he not worry about <laughs> light bill and none of them things. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah and the type of battery they use um like um gel batteries self self care gel batteries mm-hmm. and persons ask them like what the difference between the gel and the lithium and him, 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 him tell them the difference and stuff like that and him, him tell them the prices and you know what i mean and but him tell they say so can even go well much I remember if you tell say so you can go up on amazon and buy the the batteries themselves. yourself and mm-hmm. um, if looked them up too um and them sell them self self-care gel battery them not rust none of them type of stuff there you know what I mean? oh um, i'm glad you brought that them. up
1: thank you thank you for bringing that up afo see you know you're amazing because if you and also if you have properties properties in jamaica and you use um automated gates get one of those batteries too that afo is referencing because it will store the energy in those um, batteries just in case you don't have a backup generator and you lose electricity your gate will still be able to function all
6: right yep
11: there you go
1: all right so we we we, we dropped some gems today hey donald go right ahead
11: no i was saying to james um, that's a really good idea with the airbnb but one way to get it up really high quickly is if the government could get some hold on the crime Cause a lot of people go to the all-inclusive because they, they are afraid to really go out there in the public mm-hmm. so if, if you're if you're not of jamaican descent or have close connections you will probably prefer to go to an all-inclusive hotel which is also killing the local man mm-hmm. so if you could get some control on the crime and bring down the crime rate and stuff you would see much more people going and experiencing the local scenes because people prefer that but then you have to juggle between being safe and getting the authentic you know yes feeling so that that, that's one way to increase it
1: of course definitely crime all right so thank you so much everyone for your suggestions and your recommendations all right out of the latin american corner mexico to issue arrest warrants over deadly fire at migrant detention center and i think i do i have a clip for this one no i do not all right so Courtesy of CNN, Mexico will issue arrest warrants for those allegedly responsible for the deaths of 39 people in a fire at a migrant detention center, officials have said. Authorities are investigating Monday's blaze at the center in Ciudad Juarez as a homicide. A further 27 people were injured. The Mexican government has so far identified at least eight people who could be held responsible. That's according to their security minister, Rosa Isela Rodriguez. Among them, there are two federal agents, one state migration agent and several members of a private security company. Sarah Irene Herreras Guerra, head of the Specialized Prosecutor for Human Rights of the Attorney General of Mexico, said none of the public employees or the private security officers made any attempt to open a locked door and allow the immigrants to escape the burning facility. The fire started when a group of migrants gathered mattresses and set them ablaze. Migrants who were inside the center have said that a small group set the fire as part of a protest. According to Herreras, so One of the arrest warrants is for a migrant who allegedly started the fire. A surveillance video from inside the center obtained by CNN shows how quickly the flames spread throughout the holding area after inmates set the mattresses on fire. It also appears to show that those detained behind bars, um, those who were detained were behind bars with gate locks, with gates locked. Question couple of questions this to me sound like a setup still i'm sorry they ain't buying it yet i don't think this was you know whatever but um i remember when rosolo was saying that the video showed these people walking away yes good they're going to be charged as murderers which tells me that this was a deliberate act that someone was placed on the inside in my opinion to do this All right, because why would you walk away and not set them free? That makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, Folks are from Colombia, Ecuador, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and Venezuela. All right. Um, Are these migrants criminals or are they migrants? If they are just migrants seeking asylum, why are they being locked up behind bars? What's the reason? They are seeking asylum. They're not criminals. Isn't there a difference? One would think there is, well, in my opinion, I would think there is a difference. Why are we treating them like criminals? Kind of like, you know, I'm flashing back to when the children were ripped away from their families at the border and placed in cages when i look at the cage i think of dog kennels that you would house your your big dogs in like a bull mastiff or a doberman pinscher, or, or you know because when they jump up on their hind legs they're pretty tall so that's what they looked like to me dog kennels when you go to the pound that kind of looks similar to me aren't these Watch. go ahead marlon go right ahead
10: they treat every illegal or every somebody with asylum as criminals. Everybody's a criminal, you know. When you're when you're illegal, so they are going to lock you up and until they can um, get a background check. If they can't get a background check from the country you're from, you're going to stay locked up. So no matter what we how we look at it, they treat everybody the same. No matter where you go. So that's why they locked them up. And I hope and every, this thing will happen. They did that. The people who was there, security did that. Or the immigration did that. Because they're trying to get, get rid of some of the people, some of the numbers. Because you know, too many through the borders. Or in you know, Mexico or wherever. They did that. I personally believe they did that. So, But yeah, they treat everybody the same. Once once you're illegal, they're going to treat you like a dog, no matter where you go.
1: This is a shame. These people are fire and you walk away. One of the arrest warrants is for a migrant, so they say. "I am buying it. Sorry. Not buying it. Now they have to work to repatriate the bodies with their families.
10: You know, too bad because I mean these security officers who walked away. You know, they could they as the the guys they could have opened the gate, let them out. You know, they you know that is so bad. That is bad. Wow.
1: (sighs) Reporters at the news conference questioned whether Monday's incident raised concerns about the level of funding allocated to Mexicans' migration institution, but officials said the budget had been deemed adequate following a review. Ciudad Juarez is located in northern Mexico, right on the border with the United States. It is one of the number or one of a number of Mexican border cities which have had to deal with migrants sent back from the U.S. by a pandemic era public health restriction that is set to expire in early May. So hear hear, hear me, folks. Don't think the U.S. really care. They don't really care, okay? Let's get that straight. Migrants often wait for weeks or months in Mexico to present their case at a port of entry. In the meantime, many sleep rough in the streets, begging for a chance to survive. So they rounded, remember, in the the story we read earlier in the week, they rounded these people up, you know, remember? Some of them had only been there one night, two nights. So they go and round them up off the street, take them to this, I'm going to call it a detention center. Lock them up in these cages and then set them on fire. That's how I sit. And nobody else can tell me nothing else. That's how I it. Sorry.
14: I agree. So it's an inside job because um, being an immigrant myself, if, if normally when, when, when people in those situations... They don't resort to violence. They just want to get through. So they're going to be on the P's and Q's and do the right thing. And I, I don't see them burning up no, no, no cell and stuff like that. That's an inside job. I, I, I agree with you. It just, everything about it just sounds fishy. <sighs> Let
1: justice be served. That's what I'm going to say. What's ahead, confi-
7: yeah, what's confusing though, like, you know, I've been around a while and I haven't heard like whether G7 or G20 or <laughs> G100, whatever. Like I've never heard these so-called powerhouse or world leaders try to come together, you know, on a global scale and say, how do we um, manage this This like... um Migrant crisis, you know, like people, people risking their life because, like, growing up as a child, like, you know, you're watching BBC, stuff like that. The numbers, the numbers are just so, like, as a child, you heard about Cuba, like, people risking their life um, with Cuba. Mexico, like, not on the same level. Like, the entire, like, Africa is, like, new to me that, that people are just, like, risking their life. You know, across oceans, like trying to get to different. So, and and as I said a couple weeks ago, like people that are born in continents and countries, you you have this love for your country. Like even if you hate the politicians and you don't like what's going on, it's 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 like it's like a, a maternal type of thing. Like how like a mother loves a child, regardless of how bad the, the child is. You know, you know, like. J- Jamaicans like, Trini like different Caribbean like whether you're from Guyana wherever and you are living in the diaspora and you hear like what's going on in your country, um it it hurts you, so people people don't just run away because they don't like their country so I I feel like, and this 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 globalization thing where where all of a sudden we're having so much billionaires, um across the world. Um, from, like, slave labor, I think this is something that's going to have to be addressed because people are running for a better life. That's it, point blank, better life. And if, if the, the, the countries can come together and say, how do we, instead of spending money on, on, on nuclear weapons and wars and stuff like that, you know, trade with Mexico, trade with, 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 with these African countries so that these people don't have to be running away, everybody wins, you know? Everybody wins.
1: Yeah. Thank you,
0: James. Give me some-
11: Go ahead, Donald. Oftentimes we look to look at what the problem is now, but we don't look to see where the problem comes from. So, for instance, this whole migrant crisis started when um, America went and destabilized mm-hmm. South and Central America with the banana wars and all the other mm-hmm. different stuff the instability and years after you have dysfunctional societies where people are desperate so now they're trying to look for something better on average if a person has a decent life they don't leave it to try to risk yes there are the few exceptions but generally speaking if there's if America is serious And we're stopping the migrant crisis. Help fix some of the South and Central American um, countries. The, The problem you create, help mend some of those. You have to fix the problem at the source, not at the border. You will forever be building walls. And there will be people forever finding solutions to get around it. Fix the problem where it lies. And you will see everything change overnight.
1: Thank you. Uh, I, I hope they will think about that, you know, really hope so. All right. Next up on the international scene, Taiwan's president arrives in arrives in the United States amid warnings from China's story courtesy of NPR. Taiwan's President Tsai Ing-wen is in the United States as part of a multi-day itinerary that will take the leader of the Asian Democratic island through Central and North America, a trip that China is closely watching. External pressure will not hinder our determination to go to the world, where calm and confident will neither yield nor provoke, Tsai told reporters on Tuesday right before departing from Taiwan. Her carefully choreographed trip comes at a tense moment for taiwan last week honduras once one of the few remaining countries which formally recognized taiwan's government formally switched ties to beijing sai next heads to belize and guatemala both of which still have formal ties with taiwan on the way back to taiwan next week she is set to stop in los angeles and meet house speaker kevin mccarthy at the ronald reagan presidential library beijing which considers taiwan part of its territory and opposes interactions between taiwan and other state officials has already signaled its unhappiness oh boy so we got to keep our eyes on that one which is budding hopefully nothing erupts okay Russia arrests a Wall Street Journal reporter accusing him of espionage. Oh, here we go now. Now we have to go back and do some bargaining to have them release him. Who, who do we have for Russia that we can exchange? Can we just go ahead and start brainstorming? Who are we holding on to that we can give an exchange for him? Trump. Who?
14: Donald Trump. <laughs>
11: are roll today.
13: That, that was too easy,
1: <laughs> Dre. Come on, you, you join James in time. Oh? <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Y'all are really killing me. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh,
7: Russia, you can take Trump and we'll take him back. <laughs> Russia's <laughs> intelligence would it, would it be that hard for America to give him up though? You think so? <laughs> they love him here. Are you crazy? they love him with the side the, Ru- the Russians love him too though. who love him more <laughs>
14: <laughs> and, and he loves Russia so you know just send him It <laughs> can have him
1: and dig up Ivanka and take her while you're at it too I, what, what's her name Ivana whatever Russia's intelligence services have detained a U.S. citizen working for the Moscow Bureau of the Wall Street Journal. A closed session Russian court formally arrested reporter Ivan Gershkovich on charges of espionage and ordered the American journalist held until May 29, pending an investigation, the Russian media report is saying. Gershkovich was on a reporting assignment in the Ural Mountain City which I cannot pronounce, when he was detained by agents from Russia's Federal Security Services, the FSB, which accused him of carrying out illegal activities on behalf of the U.S. government. In a statement, the agency alleged that Gershkovich, acting on an assignment from the American side, was gathering information classified as a state secret about the activity of one of the enterprises of Russia's military-industrial complex. The Ural's mountain region is home to various Russian military factories. The Wall Street Journal said in a statement it vehemently denies the allegations. Russia has introduced a slew of new restrictive laws surrounding media and information amid the war in ukraine the journal is one of a small handful of western media outlets to have continued to report in moscow despite the restrictive environment okay yeah on a plan, just do the swap just do a swap we need a quick swap done and get it over with right and fox news <laughs> but fox news from my understanding on tiktok is owned by an australian right so i don't know if that will work but yeah you know take trump who else can we put in the package deal can we make it a package deal (laughs) who else we want to get rid of
14: i i know you want to get rid of the scientists put him there too
1: (laughs)
7: Well, so, listen, we might as well put the list together that we can, you know, do a... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think the Russians want understand us. though.
6: <laughs> yeah,
1: James, you're in time, up. Huh? <laughs> okay, Zimbabweans are outraged by Al Jazeera's expose on gold-smuggling elite, story courtesy of Al Jazeera. Revelations of gold smuggling by individuals affiliated with the Zimbabwean government officials and the ruling party in an Al Jazeera documentary have triggered outrage in the country. The four-part documentary, titled The Gold Mafia, was filmed by Al Jazeera's investigative unit, I-Unit, based on dozens of undercover operations spanning three continents and thousands of documents. It exposed how... Huge amounts of gold are clandestinely smuggled every month from Zimbabwe, Africa's sixth largest gold producer, to Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, aiding money laundering through an intricate web of shell companies, fake invoices, and paid-off officials. Hubert Angel, presidential envoy and ambassador-at-large to Europe and the America's since march twenty twenty one was secretly filmed, bragging that he could move one point two billion dollars easily due to his diplomatic immunity. Other individuals filmed or named in the documentary as being part of smuggling rings include Zimbabwe Miners Federation President Henrietta Rohuaayo, believed to be the niece of President Emerson and Kamlesh Patney, a businessman previously involved in a gold smuggling scandal in Kenya. Patney, who knighted Robert Mugabe as King of Kings in March 2012, handing over a black gown and gold crown to the late leader, still has strong connections to the ruling party. In October 2020, Rushwaya was arrested at the Harare airport for attempting to smuggle gold to Dubai. Her case is still in court, but the National Prosecuting Authority has said there is not enough evidence for a conviction. In Zimbabwe, the film's revelations have caused an uproar. Illicit trade in gold has long been estimated to cost Zimbabwe an estimated $100 million every month and this is according to official estimates the country is reeling from years of economic mismanagement that have resulted in high inflation and unemployment according to figures from the world bank half of the country's estimated 16 million people live in extreme poverty on $30 or less monthly there have been widespread allegations of endemic corruption impacting the economy and government critics say the documentary has once again exposed the level of graft in Zimbabwe. So instead of being angry at Al Jazeera, what are we going to do to fix the issue? That's the question. Oh, you didn't want your dirty laundry aired. You didn't want the world to know that this mismanagement and this corruption and this smuggling and the illicit trade of your precious gold has turned the country upside down economically. Half of the country's estimated 16 million people live in poverty. Nobody in Zimbabwe should live in poverty, if you ask me. As a matter of fact, there should be no poverty in any country in Africa, period. Because everything comes out of Africa. Especially when we talk about our precious metals.
7: Yeah, I, I think what, what's what's hurtful about these type of stories is that, you know, a lot of time we talk about reparation and we talk about healing from slavery and stuff like that as a people. But then we see like all, almost all of these countries that are struggling, it's like self-inflicted, like, like we are doing it to ourselves, to our own people. You know, like, you know, we have a friend, I have a friend in, in Zimbabwe and like we're begging her to come back to Canada. Cause she went there for her parents, but we're begging her to come back because it's bad, like it's 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 almost like Haiti, I'm saying like really really bad. Like she she had a, 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 some um, people that work for work for her dad, and the guy is like a caretaker of their property. And the guy' wife was pregnant, um, and she was about to deliver like two weeks ago, and she had to rush. Him and, and his wife to the hospital. And she said the condition there, like it's it's like it's a like gruesome. Like the way how the nurses treat her, the way there's no bed, there's nothing. It's just like giving birth in a prison. And to see that they have goal. And the level of corruption, like even the guy that just took over, the president that took over a few years ago, who said that he was gonna do better. And after the protests and everything, everything just got worse. So it's it's sad. We're doing it to ourselves, you know.
1: And I have said that many times. Go right ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't. I don't. I not
11: one hundred percent agree. I know it's bad, but why is it bad? How long has there been blockade and embargoes and sanctions against Zimbabwe? Why were there sanctions against Zimbabwe? You understand? Um, we talk about corruption. Who are the benefactors of these precious metals? Look at the origin. I can guarantee you the finger point back here. The, the, the people that are there create giving young children guns and stuff It's not, Zimbabwe don't, don't, don't manufacture guns. You understand what I'm saying? And the resources, we talk about the corruption, even the politicians that are allowed to rule in some of these rundown places is people they put there look at haiti any look they removed two presidents from haiti that was trending in the right direction so i don't like to make those blanket statements yes a lot can be done and yes we probably can do some more for ourselves but when you really go behind it you always like to talk about these corrupt, corrupt corrupt countries but in all these corrupt countries that are full of minerals the minerals are living, the Boeing 47s are landing in, in, the, in the jungles and living full and nobody, nothing stays in the country. Nothing stays in the country. And then the, the any leader that is trying to change direction, wake up dead. So how are we going to really change it? Whose fault it is that there is nothing in the hospital? And yes, of course, there is some corruption that happens because you have to find somebody corrupt enough to take the money and you put them there as a figurehead. But at the crux of the matter, if you really start to look into it, and that's why we have to get our own media and our own reporting, when you follow the money, you come back to the same place every single time.
6: Hmm.
1: Great points made by both James and Donald. So... I'm going to say this. Blame lies on both sides of the fence. At some point, okay, we have to stand up and recognize the issues that we have, the corruption that was introduced and our continuing to carry it on. At some point, we have to stand up and put our foot down and say, enough. Enough no more. I am not going to contribute to the suppression of my people via corruption. Yes, it's going to mean a loss of income somehow. Yes, we may have to ban our belly for seven months, but at the, or seven years rather, but at the end of it, While we're banning our belly and going through our seven-year famine, we are putting things in place so that we can be self-sufficient, self-reliant and not need to be easily swindled and misguided and taken advantage of by external forces. We have to. Go ahead, Donald. Go ahead.
11: How often do we find a leader with the intestinal fortitude to, to to make it right. Look, look at Mogafoli in Tanzania. He came and he transformed Tanzania overnight. Right? Mm-hmm. He was considered a dictator because you know he wasn't traveling to the west. He banned a lot. He do a lot of stuff in the interest of the country. And lo and behold, he died. Look at neighboring country in Rwanda. Paul Kagame turn around rwanda from a genocide to a thriving society and if you look at most western report today he is considered a dictator Mm -hmm. but look at where he took the country from and where he put it and where it's going so when we have these strong leaders emerging which is few and far between they are considered to be dictators they are considered to be terrorists they are considered to be all kind of stuff And then in the areas, so most people say, "Listen, why should I sacrifice myself to try to do that? You know, and I'm agreeing there is a lot that can be done, but we have to find ways and we the people have to find ways of supporting these people, promoting them by ourselves and bringing a different awareness Mm
6: -hmm.
11: because it's not an easy fight.
7: Yeah. Yeah. So ahead, yeah, but da- yeah. yeah, but Donald, Rwanda is a perfect example. Like, I, I saw one of the interviews with, the, with the, the president, and he spoke about how, like, he um, didn't allow America to dictate and, and Europe to dictate what they're, what, what, how he's going to bring back his country. And he spoke about how, speaking to the media person, uh, I think it was an American who was interviewing him, and he said, you guys, he said, your media like, dubbed me as a terrorist. Um, And he's like, we in in Rwanda looking at all these atrocities that's going on in America, school shootings, all these type of stuff, but yet, I'm the terrorist. And one of the important points, he he spoke about the relationship with China too. And the thing is, yeah, we we all know that um, the history that's going on in the, the history with, with with Africa and Zimbabwe. And we know that, yeah, like Europe probably still have their knees on, on, on the neck of, of people in Zimbabwe. But the same way, they, they can form that relationship with, 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 with China or with Russia, other countries that, that, that are not going to dictate their politics. And they can stand up because we see like with social media now and with medias like Al Jazeera and, and different media outlets, that's not just showing one side what CNN is showing or Fox News or BBC. We have different we have options now. So people are seeing what's going on. And they can call out Europe. They can call out America in real time. So I feel like to just sit there, take millions of dollars, because as I said a few months ago, there, there there's a community there where all the elites, politicians live. They have... Electricity. They have um, high-speed internet, twenty-four hours a day, and then sixty percent of the population is like, okay, you you have light for for, for twelve hours and then 12, 12 hours out, and and that's that's people can't live like that. Millions of people living like that in a country with gold, and the leader grow some grow some balls because you don't think that that lady that came out that was speaking about the the the, the America that Africa is not going to sit down and, and allow America to dictate anymore. You don't think somebody can go and kill her for, for, like, speaking up like that? But at some point, like, these leaders have to stand up for their people because we can't continue like this for, like, one, two, three, four more generations. You know, like, and a lot of these leaders are old. Like, if you, if you value your grandkids and your kids, die for them if you have to die for them. But they have to grow some because we can't just... Continue as a cycle going around, around, allowing these people to dictate to us. And that's where I think that these African leaders, instead of taking the money being bought out, grow some balls and just stand up for your people.
11: Wow. I agree with you 100%. I agree with you.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Next up, US says Credit Suisse violated deal on rich clients tax evasion story courtesy of al jazeera credit suisse has violated a plea agreement with american authorities by failing to report secret they they know what the word secret means right secret offshore accounts that wealthy Americans used to avoid paying taxes. U.S. lawmakers have said releasing a two-year investigation that detailed the role employees at the embattled Swiss bank had in aiding tax evasion by clients. On Wednesday, the United States Senate Finance Committee pointed to a Continuing, possibly criminal conspiracy tied to nearly $100 million in accounts belonging to a family of American taxpayers that the bank did not disclose. It also said Credit Suisse helped a U.S. businessman hide more than $220 million in offshore accounts from the Internal Revenue Service. Credit Suisse revealed that it had found 23 accounts, each worth more than $20 million, that were not declared to tax authorities many of them unveiled just days before the report was released according to the committee it said uh, its findings show that more than 700 million dollars was concealed in violation of the bank's nine-year-old plea deal with the u.s justice department credit suisse got a discount on the penalty it faced in 2014 for enabling tax evasion because bank executives swore up and down they'd get out of the business of defrauding the United States. That's according to Senator Ron Wyden, the Democratic chairman of the committee. This investigation shows Credit Suisse did not make good on that promise, and the bank's pending acquisition does not wipe the slate clean. The Swiss government pressed for $3.25 billion dollars Um, Well, they pressed for a $3.25 billion takeover of long troubled Credit Suisse by rival bank U.S.B. this month amid turmoil in the global financial system. The collapse of two U.S. banks ignited wide affairs that sent shares of Switzerland's second largest bank tumbling as customers withdrew their money. What does the word secret mean? I, I probably forgot what it means. I mean, people move their money offshore all around the world for various reasons. And we know the number one reason is tax evasion. So, in that case, then you might as well keep your money in the country you're from, right? I don't know. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know.
11: When they do it's tax avoidance. When you do it, you evade tax. <laughs>
1: Jesus! Um, everybody, I try all about every
0: penny that they can, however they can. Listen,
7: I I think we have to really take a a, a good look at this capitalist um world that we're living in, like where because every time we have the you, you know we talk about um government structures and stuff like that, and they talk about um communists and 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 they show you all the negative things that. Have to do with communist um, leaders mm-hmm. or our countries and everything negative about it that, that they will highlight and not people people who, who like are not familiar with history or are not educated with certain things don't go back to see that like in ancient days, like even with before before money with the barter system, it was pretty much communist um, um, leadership. Um, and when you look at people are talking about all oh, the government, that the government is that one percent that controls everything, and and the Thai like dictatorship, and oh, you have to do this, it's not always like that in in every communist. Like when you go through history and you go through um, the, the Assyrian and, and those places, it's not always like that. And there's no difference because with a capitalist society, though, there's still a one percent. There's still a 1%, and the 99% are still, middle, either between middle class, are struggling. And, and, and the one important thing about the communist thing, like every communist um, in the history of this, the earth that we live in, education is always better than a capitalist society. And people need to remember that. Every communist leader, um, government, we have had in the, in the history of this world, because government control education and education is mandatory and free. And, and people, you know, have to go get educated. As as opposed to like a capitalist capitalist society where if you don't have the money, your kids don't go to school. So, yeah, we have to rethink how it, with structure, we structure financial structure and stuff like that. Because, yeah, the what's happening now is not working. But We're James, I think mature.
1: what we need is a balance because communism has its um downside trust me a lot of people who live in communist countries who are suffering the leaders of those communist countries are not suffering they're living large right and they oppress their people so we i think what we need is the perfect storm taking from the good from both the capitalist and the communist side and seeing how we can um
7: merge the good and move forward yeah. that way the perfect yeah moment yeah. moments. it's not it's not the com- it's not communism why the people are suffering you know? like people are not suffering in cuba because of the leadership people are suffering in cuba because in in modern history every communist country like have been have been unsanctioned i understand like, that you, you know james Babylon, i understand about
1: uh, let me ask you a question james so the country's sanctioned so why then isn't the leader living at the same scale as the people So you see what I'm saying? This country is suffering from sanctions, embargoes, so on and so forth. But somehow, the leaders of communist countries seem to be able to live a lavish lifestyle. But it's the people feeling the effects of the sanctions and the embargoes.
7: No, I understand. But but if you look back in history, the leaders have always lived a higher um, standard of life. But even when you look back from Babylon and, and all those, like when it was the norm, when communism was the norm and when you weren't being sanctioned, and uh, when people were trading animals and, and, and produce and stuff like that, it, it's not the same as it is today, like with a Cuba where because look at look at China. China is not suffering more than America. they are not more homeless people in China than, than in America or Canada or thing. So when you look at that and why? Because China is powerful.
6: Mm-hmm.
7: America sanctioned America cannot sanction.
1: James, is it me?
7: Cuba and China, both communist country, but one, um, uh, you know, America, Europe can sanction. So that's the difference. And we have to we have to look in both of them, and, and just be honest about it. Is it, it, is that the sanction is what is what is what's killing people? It's not the 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 way um the countries are the communists or whatever. That's not. A, that's not
1: going we'll to ease is on panda. But all right, great
7: point, James. Great point. Go ahead, Donald.
11: Listen. Whether it's communism, socialism, capitalism... Isn't. As long as he has an ism, is the same system. Because I don't see no politicians suffering in America, and there is a lot of people suffering in America. You don't hear that in the news. When um, Occupy Wall Street was cleared, I didn't see a single report. I didn't hear anybody say the government was censoring the, the media. Okay? When... The politicians and our president's families and children is getting hundreds of thousands of dollars for consultancies in business they know nothing about. I don't hear nobody saying, oh, it's a communist country and and the the, the aristocrats and the cronies are are, are paying for favors. When you have lobbies in Washington, D.C. and elsewhere making millions from what you don't know what, I don't hear nobody talk about communism. The same system. It's just deluding people. Uh-huh. Whether you're in Russia, you're in Cuba, in America, it's the same system. The same one percent. The same oligopoly, however you want to term it, doing the same thing. Uh-huh. There is the same poor people fighting one another and hating the Muslims and hating the Russians and hating the Americans and hating whoever they decide to hate. And the people at the top, they all live in lavish. You understand, so don't get caught up with it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, James. I think um, Donald. I think someone else wanted to make a point.
14: Okay, go yeah, ahead, Dre. Saying, yeah, yeah. I was just saying. Um, yeah, you have to have a balance. Yeah, you, 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 you can't just be full blown one thing. It just, it just not going to work. Um, I've seen before where leaders propose democratic socialism. I think that work. I think Canada kind of have a model like that. Um, Singapore have a model like that. Um, Michael Manley uh, proposed a model like that back then. People just wasn't ready for it. Um, Bernie Sanders is, is trying to propose those model. You have to have a balance where yeah, there's just certain sectors like education, um, healthcare, that government will be responsible for and then when it comes to business and the um, when it comes to business and finances, it's, it's 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 a free market with regulations, you know. So you have to have a balance. You can't have one thing. I understand the education. You get the education in the communist country, but you can't use the education to maximize your earning. So what right. sense does that make?
1: Exactly. You know.
14: So you have to have a balance. Yeah. Uh, you know. And the only thing is, I think I like the democratic socialism model. I think we just have to rebrand that word because anytime America hears socialism, then they, they, they're <laughs> they just tied to communism and it's not the same thing. You know, socialism is where we, on the social spectrum you're, you're leaning. Are you leaning more communist? or are you leaning more capitalist? So on the social spectrum, if you say socialism and you're leaning more towards capitalism, I think it can work. Mm-hmm. and um yeah that's my piece
11: all right thank you so that's much the best system g the democratic socialism in the middle is the best system but it's more theoretical than practical in, <laughs> yeah, this in, the,
14: in the middle work too in the middle work too but you know <laughs> uh with with, with, with with these people and and you're looking at say so, so i'm just looking at america where you will be coming from a, a capitalist way of thinking you know you you have the social. You lean more towards capitalism, but you have you, you have the social aspect, which they already have, like social security, and 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 education to some form, you know. But um, more social aspect in the country, like healthcare and stuff like that. Come on, we shouldn't be paying all this money. And there's just so many models out there that we can follow. But in this country, when they hear socialism, them just run. hmm hmm You know. True. So I I think we have to rebrand. Agree. Find yeah. find
1: another way to put it. Find a word for it. All right. So go yeah. ahead, go ahead, James, and then we're gonna move yeah. on.
7: Yeah, sorry. To add to what Dre said, like, Canada really have a, a good mix because you know, especially like in, in Ontario, like like we were one step away from getting free education and then the government change. So it's not far-fetched that in two more election cycle we could have free education. Um, they just they just passed the budget, and in the budget that they just passed, um, if you make under sixty thousand dollars, you're going to get a grocery um, rebate from the government. So the government is going to take care of like thirty percent or so of of your grocery bills if you if you fall under a household income of sixty thousand. So stuff like that thank and i think that can work james you have space and, and you have
1: a basement james i just need a basement and i'm good <laughs> i want to move to canada
7: yeah yeah and i think and i think what was pointed out to the other day why canada is able to do that because canada is spends the least in defense out of all of the the, the, the g countries and and it's been the, the country has been called out especially by america by a lot of these countries that okay you guys need to step up your defense spending. But they're like, no, we're not spending billions of dollars on warships and, and, and guns and stuff like that. So that extra money, the government can use it for programs like this. So, yeah, it's a good balance. And I think America could adopt stuff like that too, you know?
1: Yeah. All right, James. So you have a basement either at your house or the restaurant. I'm, I'm ready to move in. I can work in the restaurant. I can wash pot. I can wash plate. I can clean. I can cook. I can do all of them things that because Canada sound would go right you, you about
7: don't, you don't, you, you don't have to do that. All you and Marlon have to do a fake a fake a divorce and the government to put you up for free. In a nice right <laughs> housing <laughs> it, building. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I know people do that. I know people do that. <laughs> fake other. a divorce and the government will say okay, come young lady we'll take care of you. Make a pop
1: <laughs> my
9: bags. <laughs> I'm
1: ready. <laughs> Canada sound real nice.
11: James, she might bring up them GMO goods from Texas. <laughs>
0: Oh, no, I'm not carrying on with it. Oh Jesus! Um, all
8: right. Madam, speak
0: out, come on. <laughs> he might look at it as a
1: benefit because the money are gonna come to him. We have for, listen, you have to use your head, and I see rich people. I use them, and we have to use our head too. Which leads me to say, hold on. You remember when I played that TikTok clip with the lady who was saying it is not in the in best interest of the government? Um of Congress to ban TikTok because then we would have time to see what they're doing with their money. I forgot to mention that what we should be paying attention to is the stocks that they have invested in because they're not invested in anything that they're going to lose off. Of. So we need to be paying attention to what these rich folks are doing and um, follow suit. All right. Okay, next up. Y'all heard about this one because I'm late, right? I'm really late. Portia, billionaire, divorcing wife over dementia-like illness. Marriage is supposed to be in sickness and in health, and until death do us part, right? Well, not for billionaire Wolfgang Portia. Um, According to BallAlert.com, Portia, who is 79 years old, is reportedly divorcing his wife, Claudia, over her dementia life illness. According to sources close to the couple, the Daily Beast, um, they spoke with the Daily Beast, citing the German outlet Bild, reports that Portia finds his wife's condition impossible to live with. Claudia? has been receiving round-the-clock care from her daughter and housekeepers for the last couple of years. According to the outlet, she has been unable to move without help for months. The two began dating in 2007 and married in 2019. They share two children. Meanwhile, the billionaire has been spending time with his good friend and former princess, Inara Aga Khan. And yes, Wolfgang is a member of that Porsche family and holds a seat on the company's supervisory board. The Porsche family is estimated to be worth $22 billion. Wolfgang is the youngest son of former Porsche CEO and designer Ferdinand Porsche Jr. and Dorothea Reitz. His grandfather Ferdinand Porsche Senior founded Porsche and Volkswagen. That's just awful. You know you're going to get your dinner. You see that good friend that you 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 hanging out with now. You hook up with her, you go and get dementia, and then she go and drop your ass like a hot potato. Let me tell you something. Do better. Do better. Going to take a quick break when we return. We have stories out of North America. Here is Tanny Stevens. You're not ready for hey, this yet?
3: Attention. Ask yourself this question. Uno se uno, Have you ever asked her if she like call oh, your tweet? You need to take yourself before you start, kiss your teeth, You not ready for this yet, why? Have you ever wondered when make a girl come? A woman was be satisfied before you say you're done. You can't say a thing if you ain't no pocket fun. You not ready for this, why? And you're a little as a year in rude world. And with my bones scary and I sleep over. My Get your act together, boy, you look another girl, part. you not ready for this yet, boy. Did you even realize a woman have mood? You're offing off for young, little girl of one road. That's why you never that man, I eat bully, pound of the phone, car. Oh, no, no, ready, fake. Oh, no, no, ready, fake. Oh, no, ready for this yet. It is hashtag
1: TBT throwback Thursday, music in retrospect, right here on Coffee Intel. We take you back to the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. We're continuing to celebrate Women's History Month and honoring women through music. This is Taralyn Ramsey, Fly Away. Coming up, we have some Nadine Sutherland, Tony Braxton, Crystal, Thank you to everyone logged on to radio.com Download the Jono Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jono Radio, take us on the go. <laughs>
0: Oh, get it when men uh-oh, uh-oh. Over the i and of course,
1: this one is Nadine Sutherland featuring Butch Banton. Thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QNZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QNZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Here is Tony Braxton. You're making me high.
0: i always think of you inside of my private thoughts Can't imagine you touching my private hearts And just the thought of you Can't help but touch myself That's why I want to one night I you there beside
1: take it back to the queen of dance hall one of one of the queens of dance hall (laughs) lady patra
0: That me step up in life.
1: Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe, World News on the go.
0: Do
1: this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, This is where I read the news and we share our views. And of course, we always have music with the madness, aka the news. Getting you ready for the weekend.
0: Smell me wrote me not take back my chat, yeah, show dek, me chat Shuffle the death me at the queen in the park uh-uh. Look how me cute and sexy like that uh-uh. And me plant the so no better watch that Everything can pass it, and the vibes just a flow The race is so for this if I know I move too slow Can't beg no friend me just a make my way A serious time me no come here and be play. Man a rush me body just like a hot bread And over on nobody body no man non dead The queen day and us a the red carpet. A long time we not try a time no fool I'm not 'cause 'cause madam don't me take back me chat. Shout for me at the queen inna the park. Look how me cute and sexy like that And me plan the council, no better watch that Everything car and the vibes just a flow The rest is for this if for no one move too slow I beg no friend, me just a make my way I see first time, me no come here fee play Man a rush my body just like I hot bread I never own no no man and dead The queen they and us are the red carpet A long time, me you no know, try a time, no feel no quit Murder me wrote, I me mean, no take back, me chat. Shop it at me at the queen in a park Look at me cute and sexy like that. I my platinum can't no better watch that. S me no spit, king mina jack. Yes, me at the queen, me run the back. Shuffle up the deck and me comp and top. So uno no sepa chat and the dead stack. Anything taste, I feel kick back, rally back me rally back, and me not so bad task. Mara me rotamina take back me chat. Shop would it me at the queen in a
1: dead book? Alrighty, ten minutes before the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get back to business. It's time for stories out of North America. First up, seven officers and nurse charged with involuntary manslaughter in the 2020 killing of a man in police custody in Los Angeles County. And we do have an audio clip for this one. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN
15: in the law after making a rough arrest a suspected DUI driver losing his life in police custody and the victim's family relieved to see justice served
6: 38
15: year old Edward Bronstein in handcuffs gasping and saying I can't breathe he was being forcefully restrained by several California highway patrol troopers trying to take a court-ordered blood sample this after a suspected DUI back in March of 2020 near Los Angeles <laughs> Bronstein originally resists, then agrees.
3: I'll do it willingly.
15: But then he passed out, never regaining consciousness, and died. Wake him up.
11: I don't know what to say, but what what happened? You know, it, it's just something I can't bear with yet, even now. I'm glad that we came to this point where they get prosecuted, so they can hurt nobody else. Go through what my son went through.
15: Bronstein's father reacting to the news of LA County's district attorney now charging one sergeant, six officers, and a nurse with manslaughter. A highway patrol trooper also charged with assault.
7: This officers had a legal duty to Mr. Bronstein. He was in their custody. We believe
11: that they failed their duty, and their failure was criminally negligent, causing his death. Ah!
15: The coroner ruled Bronstein's death was, quote, acute methamphetamine intoxication. The family and their attorneys acknowledge drugs and alcohol were in his system, but say it's obvious the officers caused his death.
6: This isn't George Floyd
11: in our community, it, and the absence of oxygen means that the heart can't pump out the blood, and that's why he
13: died.
15: They all face a maximum of four years in prison if convicted
1: hold on a second only four, only four years o- only problem four problem. years Check your is that is that reasonable four years did
14: uh, well, well, they say it was a manslaughter charge yeah well, was that the charge
1: yeah involuntary
14: manslaughter yeah manslaughter is pretty much one year to five mm-hmm. so the that's within the guidelines
1: that means to that zone right right <laughs> No, it's in the, no, yes the
14: charge. It's not right. Yeah. Is it is is manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter is pretty much one year to five, so it's it's within the guideline. You can't give them any more if that's the charge. If it was a different charge now.
7: Alright. You know, you know what's crazy? Is that when you when you sit down and you look into it like deep, you know, like I, I like to look into stuff. Like I don't I, I'm not a shallow person, I like to go deep. Like this whole "I can't breathe" just seem almost like a trigger word for us, like as as black people. And I don't know, like it's it's been highlighted since um that guy in New York with the cigarette thing. What's his name? Mm, One of the first yeah. big ones that came out. Garner. Garner with the "I can't breathe." It's like every time I've heard that since it's like when you listening to the news and the the, the they say like oh. I can't breathe. It's like it sent chills. And when you go back to even slavery, how did most of those slaves die? They take away your breath first, right? The, the hanging. Remember, the, the hanging um, was one of the, the things that was used against black people the most. And cutting off your, your breath. And it just... So you, wa- you wander like with these, and it keep happening over and over again. And the reason why it's so... Thing for me because I'm an equal opportunity type of person so good or bad like if I'm here in other groups like getting stopped unless it's out there but it's not being highlighted if I hear other groups it's not just black and white just any other group that encounter with police and they end up dying and you hear the word I can't breathe then I'm like okay maybe maybe something but for this to only be happening to black people for it to be only highlighted, like every time you hear, I can't breathe. Just imagine that the person is black. And that sends chills to my body. You know, it's, it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I guess I have to accept the, the charge, as Dre pointed out. It is manslaughter. And there is only so much time that can be allotted because of its classification. Homes have been evacuated after train-carrying ethanol derails and catches fire in Minnesota. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN.
15: That's the first of several breaking stories this morning. First, a fiery train derailment happening in Minnesota. It's forcing evacuations in the city of Raymond, west of Minneapolis. Officials say the train-carrying unknown substances went off the tracks around 1 this morning, and burst into flames firefighters are on scene trying to put out those flames this is of course just the latest in a string of recent train derailments causing major concern for communities
1: okay so that's that one um we're gonna get our news from TikTok to see what's going on right so we'll have more information um right
8: Ryan- <laughs> From this early this morning, I spotted from early this morning. i met my wife. I talk about it. Yeah. Early early this morning. I'll so, so come on Instagram. i couldn't send it to you. Okay. i kind of yeah. I'm kind of come off Instagram for a while. So that's why i couldn't send it to you. But yeah, uh, no, we're not crazy. <laughs> uh, and the and the, substance, the unknown substance is um ethanol. Yeah, um, it is ethanol.
1: Yeah. They they yeah. They did say, say it in the headline
8: are, at the now. Yeah. So if you want to send the video to your uh, YouTube Okay. and they can use that.
1: Yeah. Send it to me and I'll have it for tomorrow. All right. Cool. Okay. Fine. Thank you. All right. Next up, Arizona governor's aide resigns after controversial t- tweet. Story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN. Let me just post the link on Clubhouse. Bear with me one moment. QMZ Radio and John o. Radio. Got to keep my Clubhouse people up to date. All right, here we go. The Press Secretary of Arizona, Governor Katie Hobbs, has resigned after a controversial social media post made in the wake of a fatal shooting at a Tennessee school. Gubernational spokesperson Jocelyn Berry posted a tweet Monday night with an image of a woman holding pistols in each hand and the caption, and I quote, us when we see transphobes. The image was from the 1980 movie, Gloria. The post was made hours after the shooting at a Christian school in Nashville that left three children and three adults dead. The shooter was killed by police and has been identified as a 28-year-old former student of the Covenant School was transgender. Berry's post drew widespread criticism for appearing to promote gun violence. Twitter later removed the post with a notice saying it violated the platform's rules. Berry reportedly resigned Tuesday night and the governor's office said on Wednesday that Hobbs had received and accepted the resignation. The governor does not condone violence in any form, a statement from Hobbs's office said. This administration holds mutual respect at the forefront of how we engage with one another. The post by the press secretary is not reflective of the values of the administration. Sacramento will rename a skate park after its former resident, Tyree Nichols. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Nearly three months after the beating of Tyree Nichols by Memphis police officers in January, a California skate park will officially be renamed in his honor. The Sacramento City Council unanimously voted on Tuesday to rename the Regency Community Skate Park to the Tyree Nichols Skate Park. Nichols, a Sacramento native, was an avid skateboarder and spent numerous hours of his youth skating and building friendships there that's where he discovered the most beautiful parts of himself said kenya dixon who is nichols eldest sister that's where he met a lot of lifelong friends and where he picked up the joy of skateboarding growing up in sacramento family and friends say nichols was long fascinated with skateboards before he built up the courage to ride one he always tried to bring everybody together and put a smile on anybody's face if they you know were down uh in addition to renaming the skate park after nichols the 29 year old will be posthumously honored with a bronze plaque that will be installed at the park lisa kaplan a sacramento city council member said during tuesday night's meeting that the city is also partnering with the tony hawk foundation to make improvements to the park with the city allocating twenty thousand dollars towards its upgrades Biden administration sells oil and gas leases in the Gulf of Mexico. Story also courtesy of NPR.org. Fossil fuel energy companies looking to extract oil and natural gas from U.S. waters in the Gulf of Mexico. Got a boost on Wednesday as they secured access to 1.6 million acres of waters offered at auction. That was just a fraction of some 73.3 million acres of federal waters. The Interior Department's Bureau of Ocean Energy Management opened up for bidding. Officials spent more than an hour reading aloud the bids in lease sale 259 with some 13,600 blocks of outer continental shelf acreage in the Gulf of Mexico at stake. It's the second time this month that the Biden administration has opened federal territory for new oil drilling after it approved the large and controversial Willow Project in Alaska on March thirteen. Okay, so what is lease sale 259? Let me go ahead and click on that and let us get into that. So courtesy of BOEM, Bureau of Ocean Energy Management, dot gov. What is that? Okay, you brought me to the website. Okay, lease 259. The lease sale was held on March 29, 2023. Okay, what is a lease sale? Can you please tell me? Okay, the, the website is not giving me what it is. I need to know what a lease sale, what the, exactly what it entails. So, let me copy this. Copy. Let me go to Google. Paste. Lease sale. Okay. What does... Hmm... A sale and lease back is an arrangement where an entity sells one one of its assets to a lender and then immediately leases it back. Okay, but is that the case in this situation? I don't, don't sound like lease sale. That don't sound right. Hold on. Environment. Okay. Let's see. I'm still digging, folks, because I want to understand how this works. Overview. Huh? Anybody familiar with this? Because I'm here digging and I'm not finding what I need to find to satisfy my mind. I'm seeing a lot of language I don't understand. It's English, but I don't understand.
7: What is a lease sale? It is called
1: lease sales. I'm trying to understand what exactly is the lease sale 259 agreement where the government um, auctioned off how many acres of ocean water stretching from florida
7: to texas i think that the only thing i can think like i know of where um agreements are structured where you like say you have a lease um like say the government would lease your property like say for 50 years with the option to to, to purchase it at the end of the lease or something i i don't know if, if it's if that if that's it that's the only thing i can think of
1: so we know that it attracted $264 million in high bids. That much we know. But I'm still trying to... There is some buying and selling or auctioning off and then getting back. There is some of ad- that. Okay, what exactly? Okay.
7: Because, because, for example, like I know, like, for example, like in Bermuda, the government owned owns like almost every property that's an ocean property the government owns the property and um, I think by law it cannot be sold but what but what they are able to do is like say for example like a Marriott want to open a a hotel they can sign a hundred year lease and at the end of the hundred year then they knock it down and then it's government owned again so I I don't know Mm.
1: okay now that's starting to make sense to me okay I'm still digging folks. All right. I'm new to this.
14: I, I sent you I sent you uh, uh, an article. I don't know if you could find it in there. I could just scan through it real quick.
1: Okay, let me look real quick. All
14: right. as, as the term and condition at at the end that uh, there's a link for the term and condition. So, you
1: can at look the at the end that. of it. Okay, go down scroll down. All right, let me go there. Let's see lease sale to this bring me right back to where i was the link bring me right back to where i was dre um where it's not uh, giving me yeah. okay
14: oh uh, uh, let's see yeah
1: because i'm sure i'm not the only one who wants to know what the heck this is we don't speak this language
14: i think it's something that i think it's there you just have to go through it <laughs> Have don't.
1: to dig through yeah
14: if it takes take you back right there
1: okay so let me see a total of 32 companies participated in the lease sale submitting 309 million dollars in excess of that in total bids Leases resulting from this sale will include stipulations to mitigate potential adverse effects on protected species and to avoid potential conflicts with other ocean uses in the region. Revenues received from offshore oil and gas leases, including high bids, rental payments and royalty payments, are directed to the U.S. Treasury. Certain Gulf Coast states, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi and Alabama, and local governments, the Land and Water Conservation Fund, and the Historic Preservation Fund. Lease sale two fifty nine offered approximately thirteen thousand hundred. I'm sorry, thirteen thousand six hundred unleased blocks, approximately seventy three million acres in the Gulf's western.
14: Okay, um, okay, I got it. It's 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 pretty much a buyback, right? Okay. Uh, it's called a sale lease. I don't know why. So it's kind of it's kind of like a buyback. So it says um. A sale lease or a lease buyback is a transaction in which the owner of a property sells an asset, typically real estate, and then leases it back from the buyer. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what okay. it is. Okay. Okay.
1: Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Color me slow this morning. Makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Tell us if I need some rubber coffee. Yeah, a coffee. Yeah, but, but,
7: but that type of transaction doesn't make sense either. <laughs> does it make sense it's not making sense to me I guess it does because it it it, it
1: injects funding into the treasury right away no or is it over a yeah, period I'm, of time? I'm,
7: I'm not sure it, it it's just it's just like like I was at a um a business conference in Jamaica some years ago and this guy was doing a, 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 a answering um a session where I answering question question and answer period mm-hmm. and this this guy stood up they this guy stood up and was asking about reverse mortgages. Ah, oh, I hate that thing. And and the guy and the guy was saying, like, okay, suppose I have two houses and I want to do both of them um reverse mortgage. And the, the guy looked at him like with the look, like, are you dumb? Like if you have two houses, why would you why mm-hmm. not just sell one and keep one? Exactly. So it just seem yeah, it just seemed like that transaction, especially for the American government, that that don't seem I don't know. It it just <laughs> seemed like a gift. It seemed like a gift. To rich people are to enrich their cronies <laughs> that's what it seemed like
1: yeah I don't know who came up with this reverse reverse mortgage thing but I think it's ridiculous in my opinion but hey what do I you mean? think so I think so
14: I, I think it worked for some people that um, like obviously all the folks that don't have pension and stuff like that good pension and stuff like that to live off, you know, I, I think it can work for them. Not in ev- not in every instant, but I think it worked for some people.
7: jay, jay you watch a movie where as soon as you sign up the reverse mortgage, them saying I hit man for can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that
14: part. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that one. I heard about that.
7: Okay. Movie. <laughs> and all of a sudden
1: you're picking them now, nothing forget. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have my doubts about it. But anyway, let me keep it moving. <laughs> oh, real quick. Manhattan grand jury's investigating Trump in Stormy Daniels hush money probe sent to month-long break. Courtesy of BallAlert.com, the Manhattan grand jury examining Donald Trump's role in a hush money payment to porn star Stormy Daniels is expected to hear evidence for is not rather expected to hear evidence for another month giving a break. Politico is reporting the break would push any indictment of the former president to late April at the earliest, although it is possible that the grand jury schedule could change. In recent weeks, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office has not convened the panel, on certain days. But it is District Attorney Alvin Bragg's prerogative to ask the grand jury to reconvene if prosecutors want the panel to meet during previously planned breaks. Uh, the grand jury heard the testimony on Monday, with the following two weeks expected to be a hiatus. There is no set deadline for Trump's indictment, though there were speculations in the past weeks that a decision would be made soon. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors are investigating. Trump's alleged role in a $130,000 payment that was made to adult entertainer Stormy Daniels, who said she had an affair with the former president. Trump denies the affair and any wrongdoing with the payment. Oh, Lord have mercy.
7: He ain't tired. Somebody go change his diaper. He gotta be tired. Can you imagine if if after all the controversy, this is the one that brings him down? (laughs)
14: Yeah, you know, that's it, girl, always a woman, bring them down, man. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's why <how> it works, <laughs> everything.
6: Oh, my but, gosh. But,
14: um, can we go back to the, the lease sale thing? Yes, 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 that yes. Why, yes. Is it, why, why is it important? Okay, so, basically, I found something says that to enable companies to sell an asset to raise capital, then let the company lease back the asset from the purchaser so i could see like if a company is trying to secure another loan Mm
6: -hmm.
14: and they don't have the cash andy and they have this property that worth 20 million dollars it would be best for them to sell the property
6: Mm -hmm.
14: shows on their books that they have 20 million dollars in liquid capital and then they will rent back the property or lease back the property from the person who purchase it from them and and pay at least at it. so they would just be paying like just say like a thousand or fifteen hundred per month for the property but they have 20 million in um liquid asset to secure other loans to do business
1: so so Dre my criminal mind is working eh. right based on what you just said right so I could form a company right a shell company and let that shell company buy the, the the company, the other company, the other the property from me, right? So win win, huh? Can it work like
14: that? Yeah, you know that that is brilliant. <laughs> 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 now, now you can go and join the one percent
7: club. <laughs> I found my way in. Yeah, the the. The thing with that Dre, like, no, but I'm with it, James. With it. With it. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that that, that that agreement makes perfect sense for companies, um, but for the government, like, that that's where I'm struggling with. It don't make sense for the government because if the government need that money, why why not use the money that they they're they're sending to Ukraine or whatever? You know, like that's money that they're sending. They're, I'm sure they're not getting the value for that. As much as they are sending to Ukraine, but it make it make perfect sense for companies. I've seen, I've seen companies that have done that. Like I know, this guy that the, the guy that own, um, I think it was Tropical Plaza. In Kingston. Um, yeah, because I used to rent. I used to rent with them. I used to rent uh, market, Marketplace, and I was talking to the guy one day. I was about eighteen years eighteen year old at the time, and I was talking to the guy at the one day, and like he was kind of giving me some tips, like of all them Jamaican 1% work. <laughs> and, yeah, and he's, he, he told me that, like, 18 years, I was 18 years old, I can't, I'll never forget it. Like, he said that when they were building marketplace, they they, they got money from the bank, and the bank, um, um Tropical Plaza, the plaza, the, 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 the plaza was used as the, the property to secure the loan. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they finished marketplace and rented it out, mm-hmm. then the bank just switch it from tropical to marketplace. to
1: marketplace mm-hmm. so if
7: marketplace fail they're not losing any money so he was saying that that's me pretty much getting free money mm-hmm. free money like I, I i have my my tropical plaza i have that 100 mm-hmm. percent marketplace that's like bank money so if it fails it fails it fails yeah that's free money you know <laughs> so it makes sense for business <laughs> but not for government <laughs>
1: All right, folks. I think we have passed the test. It's time for us to move into the one percent group. <laughs> Listen, somebody buy a lot of ticket for me now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm tired of this ninety nine percent life.
7: That don't count, moments. Lottery don't count in the one percent. <laughs> that, uh, that's what. The, like rappers and sport are like athletes are not accepted in the one percent. You have to be a business mogul. You, you know the rule. You tell them cheat, bolts. Bolt is not a one percent in Jamaica. <laughs> so hold on. So who says I'm not a business mogul in the making? I gotta think big. Yeah, but but you can't you can't you can't start from luck. The ruling <laughs> business, like the only the only exception <laughs> is, is drug drug dealing. <laughs> That's the only exception.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus, oh, boy, James, G- 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 you know kill a girl dream, boy? May I tell you? Mm-mm. I'm here dreaming big. All right, it's time for business and tech news.
6: All
1: right, first up, courtesy of CNN Politics, Disney. Quietly took power from DeSantis's new board before the state take over. Okay, hold on. Let's get into this one. Time to play with the big boys, huh? Okay, DeSantis. Let's see what's going on here between you and Disney. So, according to CNN Politics, the battle between Disney and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis may not be over yet. Get your popcorn out, folks. I don't know what you want to drink. Fanta with that, but. The new board, handpicked by the Republican governor to oversee Disney's special taxing district, said Wednesday it is considering legal action over a multi-decade agreement that was reached between the entertainment giant and the outgoing board in the days before the state's hostile takeover last month. Under the agreement quietly approved on February 8th as Florida lawmakers met in special session to hand DeSantis control of the Reedy Creek Improvement District, Disney would maintain control over much of its vast footprint in Central Florida for 30 years and in some cases the board cannot take significant action without first getting approval from the company. This essentially makes Disney the government according to board member Ron Perry, when speaking in Wednesday's meeting. According to the video posted by Orlando Television Station, this board loses for practical purposes the majority of its ability to do anything beyond maintaining the roads and maintaining basic infrastructure. The episode is the latest twist in a year-long saga between Disney and DeSantis, who has battled the company as he tries to tally conservative victories ahead of a likely bid for the 2024 GOP um, nomination. The board on Wednesday retained multiple financial and legal firms to conduct audits and investigate Disney's past behavior. That's according to DeSantis spokeswoman Taryn Fensky. According to meeting documents, the board was entering into agreements with four firms to provide counsel on the matter. So let me ask a the question. Them never looked for the council before them decide to go set up a board for on Disney, their tax um, part. He didn't think about that?
7: Moments, so who are you having this fight? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm here I'm, for it. Get my popcorn. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money on the Santos. It might sound bad, but you think like, he gonna win this one? Well, I want him to win. Why? Like I, I don't hate Disney, but to me, like one powerful politician as opposed to like a powerful um, organization, the Santos can get kicked out of office anytime. But with and uh, Disney, Disney, like. There are certain disadvantages with a company getting too powerful, and you see, like when you look at um, sports media, and you see, like Disney, Disney bought over um, ESPN, and you see the, the, the drastic change in sports. Yeah, one company, one company shouldn't be so powerful. How so drastic, I'm go- I'm going though? With the How drastic, though? How drastic was the change? No, like, in sports? If, for anybody who watch sports media, mm-hmm. and, and you're looking at ESPN. No, ESPN. It's almost like a version of Fox News now. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's like when, you, when you see, it reminds me of watching CNN. Why I stopped watching CNN? Because I look at Don Lemon reading the, the teleprompter mm-hmm. and he looks sick reading it. So like one of the things that stood out to me was one of the Jalen Rose apology the other day. It looked like somebody was behind him with a gun to the head and said, read this. Uh, I read this out and look like you, you mean it. So to me, like a company, it's, it's good to have big companies that provide jobs and Disney provide jobs and, and, and a lot of people have make, you know, a livelihood of, of Disney. Mm-hmm. But to, to have, when it, it's, it's just like religion and politics, like you don't want to mix it, both of them. When you have a company that gets too big that they're going to um, swing an entire nation a certain way, that's too powerful for one company. So right. one man, as I said, DeSantos, can come with him crazy self, and, and then one person come that's, that's, that's more cons- like liberal or conservative or not as bad as him, mm-hmm. and can kick him out of office, mm-hmm. but Disney is there to stay.
1: All right, well, before, before you go, Fabian, let me just read something real quick. Let me just read something real quick. DeSantis stacked the board with political allies, including Tampa lawyer Martin Garcia, a prominent GOP donor, Bridget Ziegler, the wife of the new chairman of the Republican Party of Florida, and Perry, a former pastor who once suggested tap water could be making people gay. Go right ahead, Fabian. <laughs>
13: Yeah, I don't even think this is close, man. I mean, you can turn off the TV, but you can't turn off the Santas. Oh
0: <laughs> <sighs>
6: Lord. Why, why, why am I
13: bowling this guy, man? What has Disney done to us, man? Besides, look, they—they uh, <laughs> they are already big. They've been big, and they will continue to be. Them no, them no bother, that's how Mr. Medown in South Florida where me can't even pick up an African American history book <laughs> or anything like that. They might, take, they might take them off the shelf and I threaten people with jail. No, sir. It's not even that close to it.
1: Listen, <laughs> listen, don't even get me started on that one because that what you just said right there, um, Fabian, is a reminder of an article that Javette had sent over via um Instagram. I I stumbled upon it before, but I did not save it or anything, but Javet sent it over and I said, you know what? I have to bring it up. So thank you. As you're talking about Desantis and his wanting to remove critical race theory from everything. Um, let me just grab it real quick so that I, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget. Um, and I'm sure many of you Ruby Bridges, who, who knows about Ruby Bridges? All right, so um, the school made part of a civil rights trial. Hold on. Why is it not pulling this up properly for me? Let me see. I think I cannot get to open it properly because I am not on Facebook yeah anyway the new orleans school that was um desegregated by young ruby bridges in 1960 officially became a stop on the louisiana civil rights trail as a marker commemorating the um event um that was unveiled okay hold on it's not allowing me to open it and i'm so mad i want to open it so bad let me i'm trying something else hold on one second Thank you for your patience. I appreciate it. But when... Let me see if I can get it on another... Another way. Hold on. See, yeah, I'm, I'm not giving why, up.
7: While you look for what you're looking for, one of the I understand, Fabian, but one of the things with... Um, they're, they're getting political, too. That's one of the things. Like, what, one of the things that I found disturbing that um, that, um, that the transgender lady that won um, in the swimming, the swimming competition and ESPN was like highlighting, it, it, it seemed to me like they're highlighting this person and then there, there were several other competitors whose voice were drowned, were drowned out. And we've seen this with, with media. It's like when you pick a side and you don't, you don't allow everybody to, to express themselves. So these young ladies that were swimming against her, um, which thought it was unfair. Like, their voices were drowned out, and she just came up as, like, this big legendary person, the first transgender person to win a swimming event. And I feel like that is dangerous grounds because they are picking political sides, and they are very big and strong media. They have millions of dollars. The Santos could die tomorrow, but they are here to stay. All
1: right. Got the clip. Got the clip. Okay. See, I'm relentless. You don't stop. Hold on.
3: So, more than 60 years ago, at age six, Ruby took the steps toward change, and they're still happening
5: today in young people who follow her lead. Okay,
1: hold on. I hope I have the right clip here. I don't think that's the, hold on. And you have to try alternative. All right, I'm going to have to do some more research and see if I can get access to it another way. Um, but what they're essentially there, it's coming on the fire. No, they want that piece of history rewritten is the essence of it. In other words, remove the r- Ruby Bridges story, replace it, retract, do something else. With it. But I'm going to get it for tomorrow.
2: Right. Can I, can I add to that a little bit? Yes, beloved. Thank you. Go right ahead. You're welcome. So one of the issues with what's happening, or what they're trying to make an issue of, is to remove the Ruby Bridges story from a second grade classroom curriculum. Um, Ruby Bridges, um, her parents made a decision to have her attend a school, and she sent, and by her attending, she she basically desegregated it. She was a first grader. And so what's happening is that um, white parents have decided that the story of uh Ruby Bridges is and and, and specifically highlighting that it was um the, the ill treatment that she received at the hands of white people um was too too difficult a to story for second graders to handle. Meanwhile, Ruby Bridges was in first grade when it was it actually happened in her life. Um and so, like, there, that's a little bit of like what you what you indicated in terms of the anti critical race theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ruby Bridge, the story of Ruby Bridges, I'm just saying from the ed, from a, an American educator's perspective, these little stories um, of civil rights, anytime it has a child attached to it, it's inserted into the curriculum so that children can see themselves, right, um, in living in a moment where someday they may be. Um, on a, in a part of history on a, on a side that they feel proud about or a side that they may not feel proud about. And so part of the discussion was, you know, there were some kids that were mean to her um, because they had a belief that they were, that, you know, they held a belief or they had an idea of who about who Black people were. And what kind of person do you want to be when you have a belief, but that belief may be incorrect? right? And like, that's the nature of the conversation. And these white peoples are tripping because we use the word white in the classroom.
1: Wow. So while you were talking, beloved, thank you so much for giving us the perspective i was able to get a clip from cnn and i am going to play the clip but before let me just read this quickly a film about a black first grader who integrated an all-white elementary school in the south is under review in a florida school district after a parent objected to the movie's use of slurs and argued it could teach students that white people hate black people That's according to school officials and documents obtained by CNN. A parent of a second grade student at North Shore Elementary in St. Petersburg filed a formal complaint on March 6, requesting the removal of the 1998 movie Ruby Bridges from the school's list of approved films. This came after the movie was shown to about 60 second graders on March 2nd as part of a Black History Month lesson. Isabel Mascarenas, a spokesperson for Pinellas County Schools, told CNN.
16: The Disney movie tells the story of Ruby Bridges, the six year old first grader who became the target of hatred and racism when she integrated an all white elementary school in New Orleans in 1960. It is now the latest flashpoint over instructional materials as the state of Florida limits how lessons on race, sexuality, and gender are taught in the classroom. The PG rated movie is now under review by Pinellas County Schools in Florida, a review that stems from a complaint by a parent of a second grader asking it be removed from the school's list of approved films. The North Shore elementary parent, whose name was redacted in the complaint form by the district, says the movie is not age-appropriate, spelling out objections to the use of racial slurs, and that the movie could teach students that white people hate black people and is more appropriate for eighth graders. It's not the first time some parents have objected to how the story of Ruby Bridges is taught in the classroom. In 2021 in Tennessee, one mom told CNN, All this curriculum highlights is, the mean white people and how she's victimized. And it speaks to
2: nothing of the good.
1: So when I share my experiences, my story in these books, I share our shared history, good, bad, and ugly.
16: That's what Bridges herself told a U.S. House committee last year. According to the Florida District, the movie will not be shown at this particular school for the rest of the year, but is still available at other schools in the district and in the district's movie library, and will now go through the formal objection process to review challenged material per district policy. Come on, Ruby. No word on how long the
1: review will take to complete. You know...
15: let me say this
1: let me say this who remembers i don't know if it's from a movie or what something happens to a black person the white person cries and makes it about them they sob and somehow make themselves the victim what is the problem with hearing the truth and you see all these mental health issues we have going on in this country it's because we don't like the truth we are to live a lie we are to suppress so we're fighting internal battles I cannot side with Ron DeSantis. I'm sorry. Because I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to a point where he says all black people should get out of Florida. And then what? What happens at that point? Or he comes and he says, well, all black people in Florida need to move to one section of Florida alone. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. He supports in my opinion segregation, he supports discrimination. And we all know where I'm going next. He supports hatred. He supports division. He supports putting groups against each other. I'm not God. I'm not judge, nor am I jury. I cannot sit on any pedestal and condemn another person for anything. I really can't. Because who is to say my sins are less than theirs? Or hold a lesser degree than theirs? I can't. Sin is sin. If you lie, you lie. Your teeth, your teeth. Anything, you do it wrong, same way. But what he's doing, and if we are not careful, he is slowly eliminating the history of blacks in this country and he's being very successful because while doing that he then comes up with moral um, agendas so to speak that will appeal to us who claim to be so morally upright and he he holds on to us with that while stripping away another group. So we got to think carefully. He's playing everybody. I can't support him. I can't. I'm sorry.
13: He's trying to turn about the clock. It's very obvious.
2: They're also this is also part of the fascist playbook right? Like you stigmatize, you, you, you take control of the academics and the intellectuals. You stop the artwork, right? You, you mark people as, um, th- like when they start talking about diversity and the reason why the economics of a particular, um, the company, the Silicon Valley, they're trying to say they're, they're too busy doing diversity work and not um, keeping their eye on the financial ball. They're starting to they're blame people of color in the United States for the economic greed and irresponsibility of bankers. Like this is it, this is scary. What's happening in the United States. Extremely
1: scary, extremely scary, beloved. And yes, uh, Fabian, we're turning back the hands of time in the chat. Rosola wrote fact, racist white parents teach their children to hate Brown and black people. Because the truth is, folks, racism is taught. We aren't born racists, if you have ever observed children. It is taught. But are the first to take offense when the truth is written or projected in films? Take a seat, DeSan, and I won't say the rest. Andre's is asking, what are black people going to do about it? Virginia said, why did she say it portrays the bad in white people and none of the good in the movie? For Ruby Bridges? there was no good and here it goes back to what i was saying virginia they paint themselves the victim at all times the movie is about ruby Bridges' experience what she had to encounter the good the bad the ugly but it paints that now they're playing the victim card oh my god they're making us look so bad they're making us look like we're evil cut it out cut it out they make themselves the victim and then they go back and teach their children the same thing that we're trying to teach them to stop doing. Can't back him, I'm sorry.
4: Do you remember how many times we've seen um, the films or, or documentaries on the six children that went to school together and desegregated that school
6: mm-hmm.
4: back in the 60s? So that that six children together faced all that hate. What is
5: it what did this what is this one child by herself, a first grader, a little ch- a little baby.
1: What did what was she told? What did she face? By herself. So don't be offended when the truth comes out. She's the one telling the story. Her experience, as you said. We can't deny her experience and I'm not gonna sit here and feel sorry for people when the truth comes out. Let the truth come out. Mm-hmm. And I know you can't say what I call DeSantis. I know. <laughs> it's in the chat. <laughs> you know, we have to know how to face the truths, And that is how we are able to move forward. Only that way. If we keep denying it, folks, we're not going to make any strides. Everybody has to put on their big girl panties and big boy briefs and deal with it. And nobody, and here's the thing, nobody is saying all white people are racist. Nobody is saying that. It's just unfortunate that you have some who are to this day. And, you know, I remember Marlon was telling me about um, a conversation he had with someone when he was over the road. And the person told him he has always wanted Wonder what it would be like to be in a relationship with a black woman. But he could never bring a black woman home to his parents. Because his parents taught him to be racist. And he's telling Marlon that he don't understand why his parents are racist. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand it. So they don't, the parents don't even know why the hell they are racist. They're just passing on a baton. And can't even explain it. There are a lot of people there. It's not a matter that they think they're superior. They're just racist because that's what they're told to be. Hate this group, hate that group, hate every other group but yourself. That's it. And they're ignorant, uneducated, dark and fool fool. They're staying in the dark, not wanting to come out into the light and learn. Do you know that there are some people in this country who have never seen a black person? Except on TV. Except on TV. There are some places in this country where as a black trucker, you dare not break down our make night catch you there. Do you know that? Let Marlon tell you, and I'm sure Afro can relate to that. Do not night make night catcher, you know, one broke down anywhere. May God be with you. Why? Why are we in twenty twenty three still promoting segregation, eradication of a people? Because that is what DeSantis is supporting. And being paid to promote yes i said that part think he's doing it on his own no politician does anything or makes utterances on their own they're all paid to say something push an agenda
2: can i say something about uneducated white people
1: yes please
2: um, I've been in education 23 years. And one of the things that, that has been studied and that we understand to be true is that uh white what they call white racial fragil- fragility, which is really about emotional instability mm-hmm. around hard conversations, right, is a result of a lack of practice of talking about race. Now, obviously, black people talk about race in the United States. Black people in the United States have a lot of experience talking about race because black people in the United States are 13 percent of the demographic. And if you've had been experienced prejudice, race based prejudice, you tend to talk about it. And so but if you are not experiencing that, chances are you're not talking about it. And so like these ideas, these stories, these experiences are to many invisible and to many it's not. But the lack of experience of talking about race and racism puts white people emotionally in an unstable position when they have to talk about it and can't talk about it with authority, can't talk about it with a historical context, can't talk about it, right? So then the big emotions come up. And what these parents are essentially doing, right? So we've known as educators, we have to start these conversations earlier, and we need to have them in ways that are thoughtful, age-appropriate, developmentally appropriate, which means not just vocabulary they can access, but emotionally that it builds over time so that the harder conversations come later. Um. So it's not like educators walk in the room with like like intending for people to feel bad. But you know what? A child that feels bad that something happens is natural and is good. That means that child has a foundation of morality that we could build from. And so like parents then intervene, white parents intervene in conversations like this, don't want them to happen because they never received the foundation to have this conversation. And then they want to prohibit their children from be- developing these same, um, the same, the, the, uh, the capacity to have conversations about race and racism. They're different. And in a way that is actually um, carefully thought out, planned and they build on each other. Through a scope and sequence that happens throughout their their K twelve experience, and then becomes optional in college, and so like they they are inculcating this ignorance. They are promoting a lack of development. They are they are deterring the development of a moral compass and a, 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 a competencies that could actually in, you know curtail this thing that on the surface they don't support. But because they wanna protect a little white princess and prince, right? What happens is these children are more likely to subsume all of the racism that is around them and to promote it and to replicate it and to, and to innovate it as they do. Hmm.
1: Interesting, thank you, beloved. Go ahead, Fabian.
13: Well, yeah, um, moments. I, I'd like to thank Eva for her shares Uh, I would like to say, however, that this educational component of it is way overrated to me. We've all either been part of these panels, symposiums, or whatever you want to call it, these meetings, and uh, a lot is said and nothing is done. I no longer feel a need to educate uh, white people about what has happened. Uh, Them damn well know what has happened in their past, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, It's funny how they never said it's about uh, poor black people, you know, like why we need to educate poor black people about why not to do uh, racist or or do hurtful things to white people. It's always white people that need the education. But we need to have another meeting. We need to give them another uh, uh, show them another film, another documentary, another book. Enough of this foolishness. It's about compassion. It's about compassion is we know when we do wrong. We know enough of our history to know what our forefathers have done. We don't need every single detail, every single case. This is about compassion. And too often we use this education card as a poor excuse. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, though. So it's the... We're, we're bringing up youngsters. And we have to teach them emotional intelligence. We have to... um teach them inclusivity we have to teach them how to navigate the landscape that they're going to live in and how they're they need to be accepting of others we need to teach that from an early age the parents don't want to teach it to their children as was pointed out by beloved um because they were never taught it and it's, I think it's a lack of, um, I'm trying to find the right word. But anyway, I'll get back to it. I, I think they because they are blinded, they were you know, a lot of times that which we don't understand, we hate. That which we have no knowledge of, we, we shy away from and, you know, we spurn. And I think that's what's going on with them. It's not so much, and but, but you know something, Fabian? some of them really don't know. You'd be surprised. Some of them really don't know because they live in a close minded society. If they're around a group of people where they're not exposed or live in the boondocks and they're not exposed to anything, but what they have around them, they're limited. Now, am I saying that we are to go in a national drive and educate the parents? Not necessarily. But a lo- what the parents need to understand is that in the school system, your children are going to come in contact with other people. And they have to know how to, if nothing else, at least respect differences. I hope I'm making sense.
13: But as for point moments, are we're not teaching our, our black children not going out there and, 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 and you know, Disproportionately hurting our uh, uh, white kids, okay? It's not something about educ. I'm somebody education component of it. Mm-hmm. It's about compassion. There's a certain entitlement to being white in this country, which we know. And as far as I'm concerned, it's an unwillingness to mm-hmm. give up that entitlement, that power, which is at the at the root of everything All at right. the everything. the white man, well, I know. I'm not saying no everything. But it, I don't care he can be in a more obs- obs- the most obscure town in Oklahoma. In will I know what has transpired in history is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It has been passed down by conversation.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, I, see, I definitely see your point. I definitely see your point, Fabian. Education actually starts at home. And I, I, I know... That we teach our children, I can speak for myself and my husband, we definitely teach our children from an early age to respect people. And I think that is why within our communities, you don't find that we're really going out there and hurting people per se. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But on a large scale, I think that is the difference. From an early age, we teach our children in the home because everything starts at home you know, so as we're teaching our children to sing their ABCs, you know, and to color and all of that, we're also teaching them compassion and acceptance. Starts at home. All right. Thank you so much, um, Fabian. And thank you, beloved, for your comments. Uh, Next up. Oh, gosh. This is believe it or not. I have to give you this one. (laughs) <laughs> A serial sperm donor has been sued for increasing incest risk after fathering 550 people, children. An international sperm donor who has fathered about 550 children is being sued for allegedly raising the risk of accidental incest, courtesy of Bala Alert. In 2017, Dutch musician Jonathan Jacob, Jacob Meher or Mejier who is 41 years old, uh, provided sperm to at least 13 clinics, including 11 in the Netherlands, where he was blacklisted for having fathered 102 children. According to the Times of London, Dutch guidelines restrict donors from having more than 25 children or impregnating more than 12 women. This is to prevent inbreeding, incest or mental health problems for the children. The Dutch donor kind Foundation has filed a civil lawsuit against him, who lives in Kenya, by the way, and donates his sperm outside the Netherlands, including to Denmark and Ukraine. In its complaint, the group claims that the serial donor lied about how many children he had. We're taking action against this man because the government is doing nothing. That's according to the chairman of DonorKind. He has a global reach via the Internet, and he does business with large international sperm banks. A Dutch woman who gave birth to one of his children in 2018 filed the lawsuit. If I had known he had already fathered more than 100 children, I would never have chosen this donor, said the woman who has been identified as evil. When I think about the consequences this could have for my child, I am sick to my stomach going to court is the only way to protect my child according to donor kind's attorney the court action was initiated after multiple women asked him not to donate any more sperm we and some of the mothers have approached him they've asked him to stop he has refused this is why legal action is the only option to protect the children they say they chose him because he's very worldly creative and very intelligent that's according to an australian mother he was open to meeting his donor children and he looks like my partner you sure they're not brothers anyway uh she added but he won't be stopped i think it's disgusting and i'm incredibly angry and disappointed i can't believe i have to tell my children that he has hundreds of siblings According to the outlet, the man's sperm complied with Australian regulations that limit donors to inseminating five families. <sighs> when you when you opt to to get into the sperm bank, whether it is to donate or to get sperm from the bank or whatever, don't you know the risks that you're running anyway because whether it's a hundred children or 500 children i don't know
14: yeah it's just one of those things you read the story you look at it and you just keep mom keep on moving (laughs) (laughs) because those women don't make no sense and him don't make (laughs) no sense i made no sense like listen
1: (laughs) You're mad about the 500, but you're not mad about the 100. Oh, the 100 is not so bad, but the 500 looks terrible.
14: Yeah, you tell your kids you have a... You you know, you can't have uh, 100 brothers and sisters out there. Like, (laughs) hell, it comes with the territory. They accept it, or you don't I don't know. I
6: mean,
1: if you're going to... If you're gonna to go to a sperm bank, drain, no said there's a probability that there are, let's say, even twenty siblings out there. And who to tell you might just end up in a relationship with your sibling. It'll happen without sperm bank going anyway. It happened from Wapekil Phillip days, long ago, where people Buck no no said them sister, no no send them a brother and sister. Because the father was a rolling stone, had one family down there, so one rare over the next parish, it happens.
7: Yeah, well, <laughs> James back.
1: on this one. Alright, James, come true.
7: Yeah, so see so, uh, you know you know what's interesting too? The the blood bank and the sperm bank are the, the only two banks that don't feel in North America. <laughs>
1: to a sperm bank and worry about your children having too many siblings in place. for real Daniel. for real so now what you're gonna do tell the sperm don't the sperm bank that hey listen make sure no more than so many women get the sperm i don't i don't know
7: look like i've got to put your money in a sperm bank <laughs> and double up
1: James got time out, back in time out for you. Oh my gosh! I, I had, you know what? A tech tech leaders are urging a pause in the out of control artificial intelligence race. I'm gonna get through this one quickly because I know time is upon us. So NPR is asking: Are tech companies moving too fast in rolling out powerful AI technology that could one day outsmart humans? That's the conclusion of a group of prominent computer scientists and other tech industry notables, such as Elon Musk and Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, who are calling for a six-month pause to consider the risks. Uh, question. Can tech AI really outsmart humans? Aren't humans the ones that create the AI? What are your thoughts? Real quick, it,
14: it, it can. I had, had this conversation with my daughter yesterday. I was explaining <laughs> something to her because she wanted to watch a movie named Megan. And um, currently, the company that I'm working for um, is a 3D company with this technology called Volumetric, right? And um, it's based in Israel. So, most of the scientists is in Israel are uh, in, in the States. We're, we're just on the business side. And what I learned about AI working at that company is. Um, so we had a breakthrough the other day and they didn't even expect the breakthrough. So once you program the AI to learn an environment or learn something, the more you feed it, the smart, smarter the AI gets. So you picture a computer, a computer moves faster than a human being. Right. And, um, so the AI is learning faster than us. So whatever program you give it and you program it to, to get better. And you just leave the AI alone. It keeps learning and learning and learning and learning and learning and gathering information and gathering information at a faster pace than what a human can do it as. So I don't know if anybody use chat GPT.
1: No, I've never, I so never ventured into that world.
14: So I use chat GPT now every day. Um, my job promoted or whatever. And, and I use a next thing on Discord called Mid-Journey, right? So right chat- hold, hold on, don't go
1: anywhere, Dre. Hold on, let me do the on-air wrap-up. I'm so sorry to cut you, but okay, I got to wrap-up. Would- and then, yeah, you you ed- edumakite me on that one. All right, folks, it is that time, unfortunately, for my on-air listeners.
0: I just want a shy guy. That's what I want, Jay. Okay. You know what I want, Jay. Okay.
1: I want to give a big thank you to everyone that logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com for quality music while you work or play remember to keep it logged on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day i also want to say thank you to everyone that logged on to jano radio.com don't forget to download that jano radio app j-a-h-k-n-o it is available in your apple and google play stores jano radio take on the go.
0: of
1: of course I have to say thank you, a big thank you to my clubhouse uh family. Thank you for being my studio audience. Appreciate you. Thank you for offering your voices, uh, whether on the stage or in the audience, by participating in the chat. Thank you so much for your perspectives, your points of view, and your opinions. Thank you also for sending articles over. I do appreciate it. For my listeners online, if you ever want to be a part of the conversation, don't be afraid to join us on Clubhouse. Just, you know, search for Coffee in T-O-E. We'll be happy to have you here with us. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please take care of yourselves. This was a Moments With Me media production. And this is Moments With Me signing out of qmzradio.com and Johnno radio.com. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern.